When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Carrie Stevens, and I am here to conquer the Shout It Out Loud cast. That's right, Tom and Zeus are in big trouble. Bend over, boys. Carrie's taking over. Oh boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Bones Stanley. Anthony Dice? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck. Talking about 617 You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like Kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 183. Another kiss off the soundboard, Tom. Donington 19. 96. Woo! Yeah, and uh, forgive us, please, for our delayed review of this. Uh, obvious reasons, but we're getting to it now. And uh, there's a lot to say. Not there's, there's a lot to say, not just about off the soundboard, but there's a lot to say in this episode. So, oh, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fucking yeah. talking. Well, like yeah. you, like, like we talked before we hit record, this was almost our annual talk to me episode. Yeah, we're both like in a fired up stage. Yeah. So you're gonna get a lot of venting. But one thing I do gotta mention though, Tom, and a lot of guys we get some feedback on this is um we didn't open up today with a porn legend intro. <laughs> Sorry like last week. Sorry. We're working on getting Jenna Jameson to do a bumper for us. So yeah. once we can get that, we'll we'll play it. So I I I was on a, another podcast for an episode being recorded yesterday. Uh, you guys will see in here about it when it comes out, but, uh, we, it brought up like a conversation of Lisa Sparks again. Why do we keep talking about her? Why? Sandbag bitch. Stop. A bag of sand. (laughs) Anyway. Blackjack Sparks. Come on. Oh, that was the other thing. Someone said Michael Bolton. He was in that band Blackjack with Bruce Kulick. And I'm like, you mean Flapjack? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm in a band. My friend Michael. It's called Flapjacks. Reissuing on colored vinyl. It's going to look like a pancake. On the back of the CD, you get a you get a recipe for my, for my fluffiest chocolate chip uh Flapjacks, check it out. <laughs> oh, uh, God, here we but go. there's a point to what I was trying to say about fucking fatty. I mean, Lisa Sparks. <laughs> so, uh, and we were talking about it, and I said, the whole funny thing about Lisa Sparks is I 
it, the name came up because I said PJ Sparks. Yeah, so that's like how a, it started. It was like in late 80s, early 90s, like porn fucking star everywhere, right? Yeah, she was, and she's she was cute. Like she was, yeah. She would, yeah. Okay. So the reason why I'd say PJ Sparks is I saw a a porn that I thought that the actress was Lisa Sparks. I mean, fucking now I'm doing it too. Um, PJ Sparks. But that wasn't her. And so through my diligent research yesterday, um, I figured out who that porn star was. And? and she was in a 90s porn. And her name is Tiffany Minx. Oh, yeah. I know her. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. She could she could make the shout out loud cast uh, uh, March Madness. She had a fucking like, like a sour, like she sucked on a lemon like fucking like angry face oh, and she yeah. was like yelling at the other females and like angrily banging them on bars nice oh yeah it was, she was taking control and i was like damn who's this woman anyways that's who i thought was the star of that and i thought that was pj sparks mm. which you then thought it was lisa spot mm. and now i got fucking sandbags for cameo appearances by the way welcome new listeners families and friends uh yeah, <laughs> Tiffany Minx. Mm, yes, waiting for those fucking. Who's gonna be the first one to send us something? It's gotta be Jepson, that horny bastard. Uh, Je- I think Jepson has. I think he listens to this episode <laughs> while having his browser open up on Pornhub <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! What? Are but we anyways, doing? Tom, I had to get that out of my system. Uh, '90s legend Tiffany Minx. All right. What a, and I'm sure that's her birth name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what's sad about these all these porn stars now? That they look like Lisa Sparks. <laughs> but like if like you you try to see the earlier ones, the 90s when they were hot, fucking beautiful, mm. and all this. Mm-hmm. But you get the recent videos pop up of them. <sighs> and they are and it's dude, it's, they're doing it, like the they're doing like the like the granny like gilf shit. But it's Oof. like not very flattering work. No, no. It's it's like that B movie actor that used to be on a sitcom in the eighties. Hey, going to their agent. What do you got for me? Well, uh, I, well got, I, I got I got Slumber Party Massacre two. Uh, what do you think yeah, of that? But in this, in the porn world, what do you got for me, agent? I got, I got about six fat guys in a dorm room playing fucking. Nintendo that'll that'll bang you with fucking beer bottles. All right, I'll take I'll, it. I'll take it. I'll take that. Please, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Oh, it's just very sad. It, the shit that they're still doing for money, like they didn't bang enough to put something away, and mm. you know, but please, for a dollar a day, <laughs> yeah. you can save the lives of a washed-up porn star. <laughs> Where's their 401k? Like, what the fuck? 401k? These these poor ladies are, like, doing all sorts of nasty shit in their 50s and 60s. Ugh. Yuck. And and their views are just as much as the earlier ones. Yeah, because you got people who listen to our show going on. Be like, ooh, Tiffany Minx. Ooh, rough. (laughs) Ooh. 
There's a good one there with her, Jill Kelly, another oh, legend. Love now, see, her. Now you're talking royalty right now. And it's all these, like, uh, I think it was like a series, all these lesbians going nuts in a ball. Oh. Did TT Boy show up and try to bang them all? <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Oh, yes, you do. And I know I listen. If I see her, too. I probably will. No, it's a guy. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no guys in this. That's the whole okay, purpose. Of okay. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of straps, <laughs> a lot of appendages that are not normal, but there's no guys. Yeah. You can refer to our previous sponsor, adamandeve.com and yes. see what you got going on there. Yes. Yes. Oh man. All right. We're about five to 10 minutes in. <laughs> let's get off Tiffany Minx. Oh, let's get on her. <laughs> And one last time before we move on. Oh, boy. The phrase that I was thinking about was dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. Like the shit that they're doing now at that age. It's just, oh, Mm. breaks your heart. No, it doesn't. Oh, you people care about the what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Poor kids suffering food. I look at Washed up porn stars banging the JV team on a fucking football team in Washington State. Like, what do you? Th- so yeah, oh, uh, what do you think about climate change? I'll let you know after I bang these eight guys here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eight, eight. <laughs> it's like eighteen. <laughs> oh, all right. Now I'm done. I got it out of my system. Okay, good. Um, Tom, last week, what did we do? We talked about the Reels channel, which is like trying to find a needle in a haystack for a lot of people out there. Uh, Their new series, The Story of Their Songs, and they did the Kiss episode where they talked about their songs. It was also like a mini history documentary of the band. The three songs that they chose for this episode for Kiss were Rock and Roll All Night, I Was Made for Loving You, and Lick It Up. And uh, if you watched the uh, documentary, you'd see that they kind of looked at the pivotal moments of the career and they picked those songs. So we said, uh, we asked you, which one do you think had the most impact during those pivotal moments of their career? No surprise, 58% said Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, Lick It Up was 27%. I Was Made for Loving You was only 15 Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could... You, Rock and Roll Night is undeniable, but I, I don't know if it deserved 58% of the vote. Um, but that's that's okay. A uh, couple quick comments here. Cameron Johnson. Most people are going to go with Rock and Roll Night, but I'm going to lick it up, Camp, as Kiss really needed a restart in the early 80s. Great episode once again, guys. I wait with bated breath every Saturday for the new show to drop. Yeah, Cameron. Thanks, buddy. Woo! Uh, Bill Elam. He had a great point here. He said, I went with I Was Made for Loving You. Probably at no other time in their career did they gain and lose so many fans at once. It's a great point. Uh, I think Eddie Trunk brought that up during the uh, documentary. Our buddy Nige Savage, I voted Lick It Up. If it had been yet another flop, I think that would have been game over given the previous year's decline. Not sure that they could have recovered. As it was, Lick It Up made them relevant again near the start of the hair metal explosion. Timing is everything. Great point, Nige. Um, and we'll do a couple episode specific uh, Twitter stuff hey, Tom, here too. Before you move on, though, sure. What do you on got on the um, Instagram? I think we, I had a brain lapse and I didn't connect with you. Oh, okay. So when I do the story for Instagram, I put a, a poll up. Mm-hmm. So for that poll, instead of what we just did, we said what song should have been or would have been song number four that impacted Kiss's career. The choices okay. were "Heaven's on Fire," "Beth," "Unholy." 
or forever. So it went down like this. Number number four was unholy. Number three was forever. Number two was heavens on fire. Number one was Beth. Mm, it's a good. That's a good poll. You can't really argue with Beth. Yeah, yep. agreed. Uh, now we got a great one from our buddy Uncle Polly. Took a selfie of himself wearing an affliction T-shirt. <laughs> He goes, unfortunately, I am aware I am a bit douchebaggery at times. What is your opinion on the American fighter line of shirts? You guys are the number one podcast in this douchebag's opinion. Hashtag. Yeah. Fusion tech. <laughs> Uncle Paulie's checking off all the boxes there. Yeah. But American fighter. Look, any of these lines of clothing that like. Make you look like a warrior. Get the Punisher logo or like a some kind of like emblem. Like, uh, like, relax. Just, just, just be a dork and wear a kiss shirt. All right. So you say that, and then as we recorded the episode, a buddy of ours put up a recent photo of his wearing what you described. I didn't even know what an affliction shirt was. Yeah, and he had one on. Eh, shall okay. we get, shall we identify this buddy? Yeah, it's Tony. But it's okay because that got brought up in the text chat and they I think there was some like self-deprecating humor there about, you know, but I but see here's the thing about Tony. I'm going to give him a free pass cuz he's in a rock band, he plays the guitar, he's got a shaved head and like he he could pull it off. Like he's not just some guy who's going to McDonald's wearing an affliction <laughs> shirt. He's in a he's in a band. So he gets he gets an exception to that. Dude. All right. But uh, Uncle Paulie, great, great stuff. Uh, Graham Richley chimed in and said, you have to be a bit of a maverick to wear one of those, Uncle Polly. Um, Let's see what else we got. Oh, our buddy Tom Dust, who, yes, thank you again for our fantastic intro music. Woo-hoo. He comes to our defense because we read some feedback about how somebody was saying, oh, corporate interview, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Tom Dust goes, corporate? Shout it out loud, Cass, has more edge than a broken piss cup. And then he posts a picture of Nirvana Woo-hoo! with uh, with uh, he kind of he kind of photoshopped Kurt Cobain's shirt because um, it originally says corporate rock still sucks. And he changed it to corporate podcast still sucks. So, of course, we love uh, we love Tom Dust. And then our buddy Andy, who came to came to bat for me, he goes, thank you for calling out the creatures cult. Aside from a few good songs, the album is a turd. And that triggered off a whole other line of stuff. Our buddy Wes Beach jumped in and said, bite your tongue, because we know how much Wes loves Creatures of the Night, but uh, that was a good one. Uh, and then Vet Halen jumps in with one, because we were talking about the somebody commented last week about the, the structure of our show and you know how it's feedback and news. And he chimed in and said, not only is the structure of the show consistent, but the audio quality has become a big deal for me. I've had to skip episodes of some lesser podcasts. Production quality of SIOL is never an issue and then Dr. Two chimes in and says, we're just thinking the same thing. The, quote, other KISS podcasts are full of technical glitches in guys talking over each other. Zeus is the Bob Ezrin of <laughs> podcast production. Yes, wow. I agree. Kudos to all of this to Zeus because he does all the editing, all that stuff. Now, if he's the Bob Ezrin of podcast production. I hope that we don't have the elder somewhere <laughs> rolled up our sleeve. But yeah, I wear a cape when I when I when I edit this shit after. Oh yeah, he wears a top hat and he yells at me. It's boot camp when we record. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. 
Exactly. But uh, I'm glad you guys noticed that. And I will say there are plenty of podcasts that I listen to that I, uh, that I try. And uh, if, if you're not taking care of your audio, it's just hard to listen to. You just got to, you got to focus on that. You got to spend the money on a mic and equipment and all that stuff. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to, cause I've heard podcasts that have good content, but just tough to listen to them. Yeah. So. Just like in uh, the end of revenge of the nerds too, you know, I find it ins- <laughs> insulting. No, I mean, I, uh, to be blunt, I find it fucking like insulting to your audience. It's lazy. I, I can't fix my fucking arm. I can't get the microphone. On. <laughs> yeah. Look, if we're doing a live interview, we had that problem with Chris uh, earlier in the month. And we acknowledge I, it. I we apo- and we yeah. acknowledge it and we apologize for That's it. That's the yes. connection. But if it's me and you, it can't be that. Or better yet, dead silence, phones ringing, stupid shit going on. That means you're like, yeah, fuck it. We taped it. Put it out there. Right. That's the difference. Between a YouTube show and a podcast. Right. Dude, it's like that old joke on sports radio in Boston when when Dan Shaughnessy would be accused of balancing his checkbook while he was on the big O. <laughs> and cutting his fucking toenails. Exactly. All the Dude. people were talking. Dude, there are shows that we hear and I can hear like doors opening and closing. I can hear like people like opening up their fucking mail. Now, I mean, again, it's respect it's respect for the audience. And and, I, and that's why I give every ounce of credit and kudos to Zeus because he puts a lot of time into it. I'm glad you guys acknowledge that because the, the goal of the show is for, for your enjoyment. And so we can take a watermark on it. No, but the, it, it, look, if we're talking and Tom's dog right in the middle of it, fucking says something or barks while he's talking, there's nothing really I can do about it. Right, but you don't want to hear me doing doing uh, 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 the stuttering like right. this, do you? Or or, or eat, open up a bag of Doritos while we're doing <laughs> feedback, or eating meatball grinders. You guys get it. There's there's a certain fine line of stuff that will get out. Every once in a while, I'll let them go, but we all have habits of you know. So you know, um, you know, we're gonna do this, you know, album, yeah. and you know. Well, what I try to do is at least get rid of three of those, you know, so <laughs> these are the things that we do. I mean, mm. and it's not because I'm sitting there saying, uh, well, you know, I've got plenty of time on my hand, despite what a lot of people think that we have nothing better to do. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I just did it, which I'll delete that, <laughs> but I'll leave it in. So you'll know that I would have deleted it. Right. Right. When did that right. happen? Just now. Yes, but when will then be now? Just missed it. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. These are the little things, and we think that it's better for you to listen. Right. Then, I don't know, things like uh, for your listening pleasure, but also, too, a little bit for our fucking insecurities. No one wants to be known as the, oh, them? Yeah, I know him. You know, you know, you know. Nobody wants to sound like more Vaughn up here. Or that, or, or like, oh, yeah, that podcast is great, but it sounds like they're recording a friggin' submarine. Yeah. You know, like like that that that's the that's the big thing right there. You have to spend your money on a microphone. We're not experts, but if we can give one piece of advice to anybody out there thinking of a podcast, don't go cheap on your gear. Yep. Don't do it. But anyways, yep. Yep. thank you. We and, appreciate that. And you remember the Movons of the nineties. You know, Dale, you know, 
you know, know, you know, I was up at the plate, you know, the bas- fastball came, oh, you know. I thought you know, I thought you were referring to when he goes, those dumb, stupid Boston fans. They're stupid. Man, they're stupid. <laughs> I was thinking about when he when he fucking rolled over his car at 4 a.m., leaving Foxy Lady in Providence. Oh, we had some stories with the Foxy Lady there before, but we'll save that for another podcast, maybe. Yeah, eggs and legs. Legs and eggs. Get it right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Scandals and animals. Now they, now they call it flapjacks and pancakes. <laughs> Flap jackasses and fucking <laughs> flap pancake tits. <laughs> Let's get back to some quick feedback. Our buddy Wally Vidal jumps in and says, you could run for a thousand yards behind those girls in the Krispy Kreme oh. calendar. <laughs> he looked at the April 2003. Oh, that are, then Scott chimes in and goes, new segment, pinheads and Patreons. <laughs> Oh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, a lot, a lot of comments about the friggin' Krispy Kreme chicks. Yeah. Um, that Krispy Kreme calendar is a is, is going to end up in the Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Fame. Tom M- MD ch- chimes in. There have been a lot of things I've done over the last few years as a result of suggestions from you two chuckleheads. But the one thing I know better to do is to Google anything Zeus says to Google. No fucking chance. Hashtag. Krispy Kreme calendar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And that's what we got for some fun Twitter stuff. All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, Over on the book of face, Tom, our buddy, Jason Warden. Great review of the real show that I'll definitely have to catch later. What a shame to waste space and time with D and Ricky Rackman. D is spot on on stuff, but his envy of kiss gets old too That's bad great, they didn't have bruce Kulik. yeah too bad they didn't have uh, uh bruce Kulik be part of the show please continue to stay with us here at the kids table it's hell of a great company and the teaser about godfather yeah he's been asking about that oh yeah we got a lot about the kids table comment that we had earlier yep so. yep our buddy kevin jepson oh who kevin kevin get off the internet Put down the laptop. Stop searching for stuff. Um, The reason you guys are number one is because honesty and pure class. Love the podcast community talk. We all just kiss tarts. It's a badge of honor. Three sides got me into podcasts and I'll continue to listen to them every week. It's nice. I can call them friends as I do with you guys. You guys just went a different direction and it's right up my taste in comedy. Complete immaturity. The best. Anyway, great job communicating to have an open discussion about the kiss drama. And lastly, hope you got a big boat for the Shout It Out Loudcast cruise. I just booked the Krispy Kreme girls <laughs> all the years and months. Going to be fat tits all over the ocean if we go down. Oh, Now, the funny thing about that comment, which I love, Kevin, because we love you, buddy. He starts off by saying pure class, then ends the comment by talking <laughs> about the Krispy Kreme chicks on the Shout It Out Loudcast cruise. That's what we love. Yeah. And again, you don't have to not listen to other people to listen to us. Of course. Oh, my God. We actually stress the opposite. Listen to everybody. Go ahead. Do what you need to do. Exactly. No one cares. It's not a fucking issue. It's not an issue for us. I can tell you that. Never. We would never. We would never tell you to not listen to somebody else ever. Exactly. Uh, Philip Melander. Hey, guys. Great episode, guys. (laughs) Reels rules. Bruce Kulik voice. He puts in parentheses. Nice. Brad Beard, 
Great episode. Now I have a craving for Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Adam Nirenberg. I had a five plus hour drive home from work on Saturday. Woo. As soon as I hit the highway, I started the podcast. OMG. I don't think I've ever laughed harder than through that feedback segment. Completely overshadowed the topic. Did I own bootlegs? Sure, I did. Did I enjoy the video drops? Absolutely. Do I give a fuck who Sam Lewis is? No. My own theory is the band is doing it themselves to test the waters on something. <laughs> I love that. Right? That's awesome. Daniel Haller Houston. Great episode. Aren't we all at the kids' table? I mean, all of us. We are all fans of Kiss. I come from the hardcore punk world, late 80s era. And let me tell you, I am sitting at the toddler table. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Ryan, Michael, Scott, Courtney, Cronin, Dole, Spencer, Cook. Wayne Kulik. Tweed Simmons. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had somebody add the Tweed Simmons. Excellent. Sushi made a thousand people now aware of the Krispy Kreme calendars. Ugh. We love and hate you for it. Oof. Great episode as always. Yuck. Bunny Lebowski. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, who Bunny Lebowski is, Tom. No. Uh, that's, uh, I think, what was her name that uh, Brady used to bang? She was in American Pie. Um, oh, oh Tara Reed. Yes. Yeah. That, she was the actress who played Bunny Lebowski in The Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, I think there's some truth in other unnamed podcasts being a bit threatened. Those guys know you guys are fucking Mike Tyson of Kiss Podcasts and trying to manipulate data by adding YouTube <laughs> views seems a bit desperate. Mm. YouTube is not a podcast platform. Mm -hmm. Remember, guys, it's good to be the king. Mm. Nicely said. Uh, our buddy Tim Breen. Uh-oh. Currently Stanley here. <laughs> What's the matter? Think hey, I gotta it give, up. Think we, it up. We gotta give credit where credit is due. Some of the shit he does is funny, but you know, go ahead. Anyways, he currently listening became a Saturday morning ritual. Oh, and fuck three sides. Oh, geez. I'll join you guys at the kids' table any day over those ass hats. That's oh, not nice. Come on. And then he superimposed our heads. At a kid's table with other kids. That was pretty good. I like that one. Thank you. Uh, Jerry Greiton says, I have a conspiracy theory that you guys are actually Sam Loomis. <laughs> That's my favorite conspiracy theory out of all of them. Let me kill that theory. I don't give a fuck about these videos. I really Let's don't. Hold on to that thought. Yeah, I. but I just don't. And that's why it's definitely not me. Um, Over on our Loudcasters page. Uh, our buddy now, Bunny Lebowski again says, and I have uh -oh. to read it because it's funny. Okay. Car ride. Dad, who's Peter North? Was he in Kiss? <laughs> no, he's a dude in the facial moisturizer industry. <laughs> Why is he on a Kiss podcast? Shut up and let dad listen. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Michael Murphy writes, Kiss sold out. And then has a D. Snyder photo holding open his jacket, shown in a flinching T-shirt. Oh yes, all right. Oh God, Kelly Jem Blair. Great episode, guys. I want to go back and make a comment about the olfactory senses attacks in the center elevator 
at Creatures Fist Nashville. Oh, good God. Here we go. I ordered the very same product that Zeus found. Let me preface this by truly stating that I was an NBC instructor in the Marine Corps back in the 80s. I served many years in the 80s. NBC is nuclear, biological, <laughs> and chemical warfare. Dude, man, talk about, talk about a substance that would clear a bunker. Damn it all. That fire spray stinks to high heaven. My God. He's right. But I said it's not fart spray. It's shit spray. If he's right, if they want to do chemical warfare, have those crop dusting planes just drive or fly over the United States and crop dust all the communities and people would be passed out dead. Okay. To be more descriptive, <laughs> I don't think we need to, but I like it. It's like a hot day like today. <laughs> like high 90s and this shit on the floor and the cement sitting roasting like peanuts in the hot sun and somebody just steps on it and smushes it that scent the immediately scent that goes to your nose that's what permeates for a good I don't know 15-20 minutes at oh least. it doesn't go it takes a long time for it to dissipate it's bad that fucking it smells literally like somebody put smeared shit into yeah, a fucking uh, little it's canister. What, it's that's what I'm saying. It's not fart spray. Oh no, it's no dog no. shit spray. <laughs> it's not dog shit. Either. It's like horse manure. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> it's like human <laughs> human manure. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, are we talking about kiss at all tonight? <laughs> no. Okay. We're talking porn stars, porn stars and, and potty chicks and shitting <laughs> and potty, oh, potty God. talking porn stars. Oh, new- <laughs> it's a new sidecast. Yeah, it's our it's a new product we're bringing out. <laughs> porn stars and potty talk. That's the uh, stuff that uh, Jepson goes to on Pornhub. Oh, he loves Pot- that. potty porn. <laughs> potty porn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Tom, sex. <laughs> yeah, over on our Instagram page, Radio Chaos says, please use the word fucko more often and in different contexts. Oh, okay. I love that shit. Okay. It's not okay. It's okay. Fucko. I like that shit. Put mustard on. I eat the fucking shit. Okay. Fucko. Um, no class rock and roller. D. Snyder's an awesome frontman and has put out some badass albums, mm. but he certainly comes across as an egotistical asshole and often contra- uh, contradicts himself. He was our radio personality on 107 WCC in Hartford, Connecticut for years, and he always would talk about his Digo. Still love him in classic Twisted Fucking Sister. I think that's an oxymoron. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I never have been. Not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking D himself, who's a fucking bozo, but I think he's got uh, uh, some good songs. I think he's got a good voice. Uh, I think the he's kind of bozo, you're right, but I think he it outweighs like the contribution he brings outweighs all the stupidity. I will say I like his voice. I do yeah. like his voice. Yeah. And, you know, he does bring an element of 
uh, rock and roll and that hair metal style yeah. sometimes. Yep. He gives it a voice that's needed, and uh, yep. but he is kind of a bozo. Mm-hmm. Over on YouTube. YouTube. Mr. Antonio 2005. Glad to hear the real show finally went and got some new guests to talk Kiss. Not sure I could take another show with the same rehashed Kiss stories from Paul, like it was Ace or <laughs> the roller coaster ride was about to begin. Oh boy. Great recap, boys. Uh, Pete Starrow. So I've been listening to your podcast a long time. I know Tom's favorite album is Love Gun. What is Zoo's? You'll find out when we finish reviewing all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I purposely, since day one, have like made a point to not share that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, Mark Stewart, I disagree. Eddie Kramer said Peter did play on the drums on side four of a live two. Ace only played guitar and rocket ride. There's many people that contradict it, and that's why I brought it up. I, I feel like there's more people that think he didn't play on it, but who knows? I'll leave it for you guys to decide. And if somebody has more evidence one way or the other, present it. Talk about it. That's what we're here for. Uh, Anthony Stratus. Great episode, guys. Any chance of getting Peter North as a special guest on the upcoming Shout Out Loudcast Kiss Gurus? The Peter North workout class or cooking flapjacks with Peter North or perhaps bedtime stories with Peter North and Lisa Sparks. Ugh. Mark Ibrahim. Hi, guys. Just a quick question. Do you know if I can get the 2003 Krispy Kreme calendar laminated so it wipes clean? Cheers. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, Pat and Diorama. I will be starting up a new YouTube channel streaming unreleased and rare Peter North and Lisa Sparks scenes. Oof. I bought these from a collector, Spurt Cooch. Oh, Jesus. Who promised, who promised <laughs> I just I was, got that. Yeah, <laughs> who promised I was the only one that would have had them? <laughs> a load of loads to come. Oh, mercy. Uh, Pinworm says, I just crispy creamed my pants. Oh, God almighty. Uh, well, I'll end with our buddy over here, Marty White. I showed the Krispy Kreme calendar to my girlfriend. Who has a steroid problem and built like oh, Ferrigno? There we go. <laughs> Are you calling me fat? She yelled. Then she swooped up in the air, Tom, oh. and started making these horrible sounds like "kiar, kiar." <laughs> I tried to run to the barn to ride away on my horsey. With all the chaos, he got scared and booted me across the barn. <laughs> While I was knocked out, she swooped down and bit my teeth and face off. Looks like I'll never eat a donut again. Oh, that's too bad. That's a great jerky boys one. I love that. Kia. And they Kia. swoop down. They go. <laughs> my horsey bit my face off or something. They bit his horsey's face off. The birds, the wild birds, right? The wild birds. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got. Tom, over to you, buddy. All right. Let's blow through some emails here. Uh, let's see. We got one. We're going to start off with one. That comes via our website, shoutoutloudcast.com, because you can send messages directly on our website. And this comes from Maggot Furball. Oh, boy. And brings up a topic that we're pretty much exhausted talking about. Okay. And that is the term kistard. I'm going to read this email and we're going to put this topic to rest and I will tell you why. So, hi, guys. I was a little surprised at how dismissive you were towards listeners pushing back on Kistard. 
which is an objectionable term because it is a portmanteau of kiss and retard. Let me back up and dumb it down because we don't use big words on the show. Yeah, we're very impressed that you threw the word portmanteau in there. We get it. Okay. It doesn't matter that kiss tards are fans who choose to behave a certain way. If anything, it strengthens the point against using the word from a logical perspective as people do not choose to have intellectual disabilities. From a moral perspective, your use of kistard shows a concerning lack of empathy. Why debase a group of people to dunk on some overzealous fans? I lived in a small university town in southern Ohio where I was friendly with a window washer who had an intellectual impairment, a person who wore his kiss t-shirts with pride. Podcasts weren't really a thing before I moved. But the way this guy could talk kiss makes me think he could be listening to a show like yours while plying his trade on a showroom window. Please give it some thought. I wish you both the best. Be well, maggot furball. Maggot furball, here's my thought. Fuck off and get a sense of humor. This is, as George Costanza said, this is the show and we're not changing it. If you are that sensitive, to write that email and start trying to throw a story about a gentleman with an intellectual impairment. If that's the, the, the battle you're going to fight for this, I'm sorry. You got to lighten up because never would we ever make fun of somebody with an intellectual impairment. We understand what the word is. Okay. But we also understand that we'd like to give credit to our listeners a little bit more that they have a little bit of a sense of humor and can tell the difference and know us. If you can't, I apologize for that, but that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff uh, I think that contradict it. You can read this one or either you know either way. You can look at it as like so you're insinuating that there's something wrong with that guy, your friend, because now we're calling those other people that. So that must mean they both uh, there's something wrong with them. We didn't say there was anything wrong with anybody. Okay, we're certainly not going around calling people, making fun of people with any disability, going around doing that and then throwing lumping somebody else in with that disability. What we're doing is having some fun. That's it. And having some fun with that. And people get the fucking gist of it. Everybody gets what we're trying to say or what other people say. You think we're the only ones saying this? I just don't understand sometimes people. Hey, there are people over there enjoying something. Let me go over there and ruin their enjoyment. I can participate in that or I don't have to, but I'm still going to go over there, not participate, but ruin their enjoyment of something. Just fucking leave it alone. You don't like it. Don't use it. Don't listen. Whatever. Disagree. There are plenty of people that I like, admire, friends with. I don't agree with everything they say or do. I don't give a fuck. I can't change everybody to make everything perfect the way it is. It's okay. To not be 100% satisfied with things in life. It's okay to live with that. You don't need to change everything. You don't need to write a letter to the fucking manager at your favorite restaurant because there were sesame seeds in your, your bun and it wasn't, there weren't enough on the, the fucking hamburger bun. Like, fucking calm down. Enjoy your life, man. Stop. We have fun. Is this the most important thing in our lives or this show? No. But we're sure as hell. Not going to have somebody come and tell us what we can say or do or imply that we're saying something that's negative. That's you saying that there's something negative. And that's you saying that we're, that that term or word means something bad. And therefore, 
we're applying it to your friend. And most people out there who have those issues with words or thoughts or that woke culture that people talk about, they're projecting a lot of what they believe on the people that they are unhappy with. It's the fucking shark in the water, always looking for food. It's the fucking people that are always looking to be offended. Walking and the other, around, and the, looking around. Oh, I'm offended, but they use that word on that. Well, I'm offended that these people don't have a sign up that says this and that. I'm offended that this doesn't include this people on this on this letter I got in the office. Like, fuck off. And you know what else? I, you know what else, maggot furball? I think your story's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think you know any window washer with an intellectual disability. I think you're trying to weaponize somebody like that against us to try to make us feel as if we're using the word the way you wish we were using the word so that you could get us to stop using the word. You don't have to listen. That, that's 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 thought number one. Exactly. And don't, don't get me going anymore. Yeah, just let it go, man, dude. Just get on with your life. Be happy. Enjoy fucking the world. Stop looking to be offended by everything. Anyway, we got that go one out of the way. Let's get this. Let's get back to some fun emails here. Our good buddy Angelo Capasso. Hey guys, long time no talk. Sorry, but I am listening religiously. You guys are my church. I need to clear this up. Both Alive and Alive 2 say hottest band in the world, not land. Listen to it. Where do they ever say land? Sorry, Angela, we love you. They say land and Alive. They say world. What are you talking about, Angela? They say world (laughs) and Alive 2. Am I fucking like, is, is this something wrong? Like the English language? Like everybody, what the fuck is wrong with everybody today? I told you, Tom, we could, we should have made this talk to me fucking four. No, we love Angelo, though. We love Angelo. He's just, just, oh, I I, I don't have to fucking love him or hate him. I, I'm just upset about fucking all the annoying things going on. Dude, in what world does anybody think that they're not saying land in part in Alive One? Everybody knows that's what they say. That's right. So I don't understand. Are Are you not listening to it? Do you like Kiss, Angelo? What's the matter, Angelo? Come on, snap out of it. Poor oh. Angelo. All right, we got a good oh, one here. It's only going to get worse, guys. Oh, it's it, only going to get worse today. Wait until we get into Kiss News. Oh, oh good God. A uh, good buddy, Wes. Great episode as always, gentlemen, but I would posit that Beth should have been one of the three most important songs in the Kiss canon. The Destroyer album was pretty much dead in the water until that DJ flipped the 45 and played Beth, thus exposing the band to mainstream America and helping to propel them to the top of the charts. Much to the chagrin of Paul and Gene, it was Peter's showcase and didn't even have any other KISS members on it. And who made that blowhard D. Snyder the voice of metal? Marty Freeman was an interesting choice, too. He's not exactly Mr. Excitement. I agree with the other songs, and all in all, sounds like an interesting program, definitely worth checking out. Since the show has been going in a certain direction lately, I think it's only a matter of time before you guys review the infamous Gene Simmons sex tape. And don't say you haven't seen it. I haven't. Wes. I haven't. Have you? No. But I like how Wes says, quote, since the show has been going in a certain direction lately. <laughs> uh-oh, Wes. What are you implying? We love well, We love you, buddy. There's a lot of porn talk on the show lately, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we're going to finish up with this one here from Johnny Garza. Hey, fuckos. First off, that Roy Dam interview was very intriguing. So much so, I had to go back and listen to the first time he was on your show. 
Roy refers to his buddy and close friend as cunt gooch. Couldn't speak very highly of him back then, huh? Between that and all the times he contradicted himself in his latest interview, something just doesn't seem right. I don't have time to get into all the conspiracy theories going through my mind. Now, for the real reason I emailed you two jokers, Shout It Out Loudcast is the best KISS podcast out there, hands down. I cannot believe that other podcasts are trying to claim that they are number one. That is hilarious and shows a sense of insecurity on their part. What I do appreciate is how you guys handled it. You took the high road and stated the actual facts, reinforcing what we all know. Shout it out, Loudcast is the number one KISS podcast. Also, what kind of shit was that about the kitty table as opposed to the adult table? Here's the ironic part. I didn't know that eating and talking at the same time is considered conduct associated with the <laughs> folks at the adult table. Fucking incredible. I have one thing to say to all the other podcasts. Don't fuck with our show. Don't fuck with Tom and Zeus. Fellas, never change the show. Never give in to the PC police. Try not to pay too much attention to the podcast in your rearview mirror and continue to keep all of us laughing our asses off on a weekly basis. The Shout It Out Loudcast community you two have built is pretty awesome, and I am a proud member as well as a Patreon. Keep up the good work. Good night, brothers. Johnny G, you are the man. We can't thank you enough for those kind words, the email, and the fact that you're a Patreon. And for that, Johnny G, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. Um, we got a lot of that. We have a lot of loyal uh, listeners that love to get our back, and we really appreciate it. Keep doing it. We love it. Absolutely. And, uh, we that means appreciate a lot. it. That means a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I think the other podcasts out there, they kind of know. They don't want to fuck with all our listeners. They, you know, there's a certain line they won't cross, but some of them have lately. Yep. Um, not yep. purposely or whatever, but mm-hmm. God damn it, man. It's getting on my fucking nerves. Well, but- let's, let's jump right into that then. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do this real quick. Huh? Cause it kind of piggybacks on what you were saying. It kind of piggybacks onto Johnny's Johnny's email. And I mean, uh, just for, for me, I will just say that our show, um, and we're proud of this, uh, it continues to provide content to some of the other kiss podcasts. And that's something that we're proud of. Um, and we're grateful that other, that the kiss community can continue to talk about other shows. We've done that. If something really great or exciting or an interview is on another kiss podcast, we'll talk about it and vice versa. Uh, the one gripe I have is if you are going to talk about something that happened on our show, whether it's an interview with Jericho or Bruce or Roy or whatever, or something, please. Just fucking mention our show. Don't say, uh, this other podcast out there was talking about Sam Loomis and they were talking about some interesting thing. Just, we're not asking, we're not, cause, cause we would do that to you. If you had Roy on and were dropping bombs about hold who on. Sam Loomis was. Hold on. That's because we don't think those other podcasts are beneath us. No. And they, and they feel that we're beneath them. Right. Now, do we wave the flag and say that we're number one? Yes, because we are. But wh- that doesn't mean that we're belittling or 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 minimizing the other Kiss podcasts out there to the point where, like I said, if they did do something that was newsworthy or breakthrough, we would talk about it. And we would say, hey, yeah, PRC had this on this week, and it was really cool. We talked about blah. So if you're going to talk about us, that's great. But just ha- be a fucking adult and talk about it. Say our name. Oh, 
uh, Joey brought us up and the whole gang was talking about us on PRC. Yes, and we thank them for that. Baco yes, we- and LC were talking about us the other day. Um, some podcasts don't mention anything about it. Conspicuously very quiet on the subject oh, to yeah. the point where it's obviously done on purpose. Yeah, as they say, the silence speaks volumes. Yeah, and then another just throw it on some some other podcast. Yeah, and then continue to podcast, and then continue to talk about our interview for fifteen minutes. It just come on. It it that's I mean I know that been fucking eating at you. It has been, and um, you know, not mentioning and whatever. I I don't care. There, um, we've never treated anybody as a little beneath us or anything like that. My favorite thing is to talk lately is we've been helping out a lot of the newer podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. Why? We were there. We did that. People did it for us. And there's a level of respect for everybody going back and forth. We help out people too. doesn't mean Mm -hmm. we're better or anything like that. Those podcasts can come back and kick our ass. But that's right. You know, it is what it is. No one fucking sits there and gets all territorial. But again, it's a, there's, a lot of people that listen to our show or um, listen to other podcasts or whatever eventually get to the point where they're like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. Great. That's awesome. Do it. Mm-hmm. Go nuts. Have fun with it and be true to yourself. Be yourselves out there. Yes. However, what I've noticed, Tom, is some of the old guards have all of a sudden started doing stuff that they've never done before. Never. As though they're like, why the fuck is that podcast doing so well over there? You know, us, the people that are beneath them. Hmm. They talk about lists. They put songs. They discuss the music. They fucking have fun. They do they, coming soon. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say how well they're doing it time to time. They'll do all this shit. They read feedback. All this shit. That is, you know, from some shows that are older than, let's say, five to seven years, at least. Um, all of a sudden, they're doing things very differently. As though to say, like, what the fuck's going on? Well, well, well maybe we should just do this. Like, no, I will. T- no, no, I will take that as a little bit of a badge of honor. And be like, OK, great. We're kind of giving you a little boot in the ass to kind of up your game if we want to compete. Now, compete. I use that term loosely because. We are proud of our where we stand. But again, we're going to say this again. We do not look down on any of these shows. Some of the stuff they're doing, though, is really, really transparent. And it's obvious. And again, if that's a result of them trying to battle with us or whatever, that's that's fine. That's fine. Let's do a top 10 list. Let's rank songs. Let's fucking do a draft. Let's do this, Tom. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. It's funny that some of the shows that we fucking uh, listen to. Uh, and decided like, hey, maybe we have something to offer. Let's do our own kiss show. Right. They weren't doing that shit before. That's why mm-hmm. we want them to do it. Guess what they're doing now? That shit. Yep. Where did that come from? Shit, you've been in the game for over five to seven years. Why is it now that all of a sudden you decided to do something? You never thought your listeners wanted to hear a top ten list. You never thought your listeners wanted to hear like a a a, a best whatever fill in the blank rank it, rank of songs doing this and that instead of, all of a sudden, like, oh my god. Yeah, we did this. We got this. We did. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. It all comes down to respecting your audience. Zeus and I love this show. We love doing it, but it ultimately comes down to making sure that we're entertaining and respecting our listeners with content that they're going to want to hear, whether it's a draft, a top 10, reviewing an album, reviewing a, a DVD, ha- having a guest on to talk about. It. We want the topics and the content to be original, fresh, and unexpected all the time. And that, And that's because we love you guys. That's why this is for you. Respect your audience. Yes. Plan for shit. Have stuff in. And and if you didn't think. Fix your fucking audio. And if you didn't think your audience was interested in a top 10 Ace Freely song eight years ago, and now (laughs) you think they're interested in it. Why, why, why was that not something that you thought they were interested in years ago? Because it took too much effort on your part to produce an episode like that? You had to think? You had to research? You had to put a list together? You thought you could just hit record and just blow ass for a fucking hour about what's going on in the current world? No. You want to you want a show that's good? You want a show that's going to entertain and attract and maintain and gain new listeners? Put the effort in. Do the research. Create content that's going to be interactive and increase your audience and increase comments emails and feedback tom i find that there's a divide the old school kiss which is the facebook youtube crowd and the new school kiss which is the podcast twitter world and the instagram crowd twitter instagram podcast i agree there's there's a divide and, and that's fine it's like the, we, we, we use the analogy like the sports radio analogy you had eddie andelman and upton bell <laughs> and they got fucking bounced but anyways, all right, we got that out of our system. I don't want to be I, angry. I, I don't want to be angry anymore. No, I don't either. And I'm glad we get this out of our system. Every once in a while, we kick this shit out. Yeah. And uh, again, there are so many good people and stuff and podcasts out there that we Absolutely. love. That we've Absolutely. gotten to know and we have want to promote. And we usually talk about them on the show. You guys have heard the names we drop. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, we don't wish ill will of them. But Never. we get annoyed from time. Yep, We get annoyed from time to time, and we need to get this shit out. And, you know, it's also a little bit of uh, gamemanship, but we're letting them know, yeah, yeah, we know what you're doing. Yeah. We know what you're doing. And, uh, and Whatever. And yeah, and ultimately, I'll, I'll say this for me, and I'm sure Zeus will kind of attest to it. I mean, it ultimately comes from the the passion that we have for the show, like the for, for doing it, just me and Zeus, and then for you guys being part of it, it's it, it. This is a big deal to us. Is it a hobby? Of course, it's a hobby. We have full time jobs. We have families, but this is a big deal to us, and that's why we're we're proud of the show. We're proud of you guys yeah. for for helping the show, and it, so it's a big deal to us. Well, speaking of appreciating good help and helping us, let's talk about Patreon. Patreon is where people can contribute to the show, help us build the program up whether it be equipment, software, um, all sorts of things that are very vital to keep the show growing. And uh, Patreon has been a huge success since we started it last year. Uh, We got a new member this time, Tom. And we found out how to say his name. Mm -hmm. It's Paul Heider. How many times have I asked how to say his name? Also known as Paulie the Wog on Twitter. Yeah, he actually sent us an email, too. I'll read this now. I wanted to save it for this section. Yeah, he has his Godfather 1 and 2. Hey, lads, thanks for all the great content and all the hard work. You continue to be one of the few podcasts that hold my attention week after week. 
Paul then goes on to talk about a, a podcast called Cinephiles. He recommends it. Take a look at it. So we'll throw that out there. Thanks again for all the hard work. Well done. Keep on keeping on. Love you both. And then he writes, pronounced Hyder. Nice. So Paul just joined us. Uh, we appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. We're going to give you, obviously, that shout out that you so richly deserve. Uh, and we appreciate all the Patreon people that come and help out our show. If you, that's, you know, when everybody asks, what can we do? That's the best thing. And with your contribution, you get perks. There's uh, different activities that we have. There's also the uh, Patreon ARC pick, which is coming up. There's uh, merch that we give out to for joining. There's other uh, th- parts of the show that we ask that you contribute and have your input, be involved with the show. And especially the March Madness, which, you know, before you know, it will be back again. Uh, all these things are very helpful and vital to the show. And your contributions in the Patreon family is huge. You want to help the show? Join our Patreon family. It's a big, big help to us. And we really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much to Paul for joining. Absolutely. Patreon people, we love you all. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And a special shout out this week goes to Paul Heider. Thank you, buddy, so much. Uh, greatly appreciated. So check us out, patreon.com and Patreon, the app, for more information if you're interested in becoming part of the Patreon family. Tom, what we do next, we jump over to Kiss World to find out what's going on over there. What do we got? All right. So we got the tour going on. Um, they're taking a break. They're going to be heading to uh, Australia. And they also just announced that they are going to be uh, heading to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, and that's going to be in November, at the end of November, after the Kiss Cruise. So the tour is rolling along. Um, so that's cool. Uh, no real big news outside of the tour. Uh, let's see. Paul, like he likes to do, uh, he's been kind of quiet on his Twitter front, other than posting stuff about the tour. Uh, but he decided to throw his hat in the ring with his politics again. And he uh, tweeted this not too long ago today. Oh, now Wednesday, August 3rd. He said, want to have a more unified country? Have a more unified news, not poisonous bickering and slanted distortions on both sides. How can we form educated points of view? when We're not getting the unbiased truth. We don't need networks pushing opinions. We need accuracy. We need facts. Okay. Oh, okay, Paul. Really? Oh, okay, Mort Contracty. Yeah, really. Fucking McLaughlin Group Stanley over here. Yeah, Relax the other- there, Pinheads and Pauls. <laughs> Pinheads <laughs> and Eisens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. relax. When he's not uh, putting out birthday uh, photos of him and Buddy Guy every year. Or or him put and again, buddy guy. Relax, Paul. You wrote bang bang you. You're not buddy guy. Stop. We love you, but you just stop. And or, or that or that selfie of him with his uh, beachfront sombrero, look, 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 looking like he just smelled that fart spray that you brought to Nashville. Like, dude, oh, okay. you're at the fucking beach. Smile. You, you thought the bitching was over, didn't you? Oh no, it's not. Go ahead. Okay. Didn't somebody have a comment to make in to you putting that yeah. photo up? Yeah. Yeah. They said, they said, oh, I thought this group was like a fan group. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so, of course, that person got brutally attacked by our loudcasters. 
They're like, yeah, you can keep scrolling. Yeah, go to another group. People like pretty much like if you can't have fun, like I'm sorry, Paul looks miserable. It's a funny joke. He's Paul Stanley. First of all, he's got a fucking stupid goddamn hat on. <laughs> and he looks like he, he just smelled Zeus. Oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, I don't know why as rock stars get older, they wear stupid hats. I, I think Jerry Cantrell looks like a fucking moron. Take that stupid hat right. off. Paul I looks agree. like an idiot with that hat. Eric Singer looks like an idiot with that hat on. Uh, Mickey Dolan's from the monkeys looks like a moron with that stupid hat. He wears now. <laughs> this isn't the forties. Take off your fucking office hat. Okay. You look like a moron. And why, and why does no one have a fucking sense of humor? How can you not look at that picture and be like, you know what? I love Paul Stanley, but he looks like a bozo. Well, wow, the sensitivity is insane. How do these people get through their day? They must have everything in their life. Work according to way they think it should work. And if not, they need to rectify everything. I was online today and I saw a post that wasn't 100% positive about Paul Stanley on a fucking site by the manager of that fucking page. And I'm going on that person's page and bitching to him about it. Right. Uh, Like, go into your neighbor's house. And go, you know right. what? I'm not I'm not very happy with these fucking curtains you got in that bathroom. Then you know, I'm kind of offended by it. Why you why do you have those? Like, come on, dude. Right. Exactly. As Paul says, you're a visitor to my space. <laughs> and you'll true. be thrown out if I'm not happy with you. And then there was another idiot said something. And then somebody else goes, Wow, you guys have a real hard on for Paul. Oh. I'm like, what? Never what listens. The fuck, Guarantee people? doesn't listen. Guarantee never listens. What the fuck, people? I, I'm sorry. We're not one of those people. Paul, you look amazing. I hope you're enjoying the beach. I can't wait to see you again and play the same fucking 20 songs you've been doing for the last 30 years. Oh, oh, Paul, that pizza looks delicious. Is it DiGiorno? Oh, God, this is, is this, it Mama this, Celeste? Is, this, dude, this is like the talk to me episode right here. <laughs> this is fucking dude. brutal. Oh, Jesus, you guys have a hard-on for him. Okay, fucking <laughs> bozo. Fucking. Oh, <laughs> fucking, oh, oh, you're not allowed to say something about Paul Stanley on your own page. Can we get to the big news of the day, though? Because we're recording. We're in the middle of the news. It's still happening as we speak. Before this episode's over, we're going to have to fucking interrupt it. That's true. Because uh, on the day that we record. I hate everybody. Fucking there are days I hate people. Do you, Do you like, like Kiss? No, I hate the band and I hate everybody. I hate people, Tom. Sometimes. Exactly. And then you know what I say when I meet my clients, and my clients are like, "Wow, you're an attorney. You you know you speak like you know you seem like a down to earth guy." I'm like, "That's because I like people." You don't like people, man. You can't do this. Meanwhile, I get on well, the I podcast that I do for it. fun, and I'm like, I fucking hate people. Let's continue to hate people because on the day of our recording. The uh, so have your cake, have your cake, Mr. Sam Loomis oh. reappeared. I'm just gonna say this. Um, oh. I don't care anymore. I'm sorry, I know I feel like I should care and I should have a fucking full erection over some video from 1977 that looks like it was taken underwater and then stolen. <laughs> and then it, these the these things suck, they look like shit. They sound like shit. 
I don't care about them. They look like scrambled porn when you were fucking 10 years old, banging the top of the TV and hoping you could see like Bush for five minutes. These things are terrible. We've got Bush. I'm just not excited. The only what I am excited about is the drama. The people who are upset. Who's doing this? Do you know who this guy is? Because I think it's uh, Freddie Fuckknuckles who downloaded it onto YouTube. But I, oh, it might not be him because he was using a fake name. No, it might be fucking Mike Daruki doing it now. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't. Mike Daruki. Mike Daruki. I can't. John Musacci. I just don't. I don't care. And I feel like I'm a bad kiss podcaster for not caring. That's the th- problem with this because we're podcasters. Kiss podcasters. We're supposed to. It's like obligated. Shit. Right. And I don't give a fuck. I haven't seen any of these new ones came <laughs> up. I even fucking look. I just asked people, they, hey, is this stuff terrible. important? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so, can you read? Well, that's what I'm saying. We need an intern. Hey, do me a favor. Watch these Sam Loomis videos <laughs> yeah. and tell me if they're worth anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I got to say, okay, you guys, and we love you, m- most of you, you guys have no idea. How much shit we get behind the scenes. Oh, my God. People that I like to call good hearted, but shit stirs. Oh, oh yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. Take this. Hey, did you know this? Uh, hey, I heard this is coming out. You want to see it? Hey, you have this. Uh, you want this? Uh, thankfully, people look to you as the one of us that is into that shit. And I, I don't know. get bombarded. But I what I get from you. Are screenshots of the insane amount of fucking variety of people, not just one, but like double digits of fucking kiss tards sending you stupid shit. Throughout all this drama that started several weeks ago that got us all involved, I, I can say this to you people, okay? It's because I, I wish, I wish we could all be in a room and talk shit and throw names around because oh, yeah. you guys would love it. The shit that we hear, we have a couple sources that we talk to about stuff. It's all about the drama and stuff, but the amount of stupidity and stupid shit we have. Uh, Thomas sends me DMs throughout this process, not just today, it did happen today, of like kiss tards, like demanding shit. Oh, yeah. You need to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking grown ass man. I don't need to do shit. Who the fuck? Like, this is a hobby. This is fun. We do a kiss podcast. Mm-hmm. This is in CNN. We didn't break the Pentagon papers. We're not giving a fuck because some kiss star has got a video out of fucking Ace Fraley shitting in a bucket at a Jack in the box. No one cares. I'd watch that. Yeah. Holy shit. I shit my pants. Jack um, in the box. They're not even around anymore. Kangaroo me. Uh, <laughs> Regardless, like demanding, you need to call me. You need to do this. Yeah. You need to get to the bottom of this and get back to me. I got shit to do. No, I don't have a job. I have nothing better to do. I, I need to fucking get to the bottom of kitchen. No, sir. I'm not doing that as part of my job. I get a fuck. I have a kiss tart talking to me and tell me I need to do something. Yeah. No, because I sit in front of this laptop all day. That's just my, I just sit here and just wait for people to tell me to do shit. I love it. The first time this happened, you're like, I think I was driving to Virginia beach and you were getting shit. And I'm like, and you're like, dude, my boss doesn't talk to me like this. That's what I said. Who the fuck are these people telling me what I need to do? Yeah. Right. It's insane. Over what? 
stupid kiss bootleg. Hey, you know look how at this. stupid this sounds? Dude, look at this grainy video from 1975. It's like the Zapruder film. You can barely fucking see or hear. Oh, but look, if you squint, you can see Gene's fucking bass guitar. It's like somebody that collects matches or something. Right? And they're like, oh, you got the fucking 1976 fucking ground round match matches. Where'd you get that in mint condition? Like, I'll trade you a Howard Johnson's for a fucking ground round. Yeah. Like, who, who gives a fuck, you kiss tards? Calm the fuck down. No one cares. We do not. We like the drama and shit. But you think Tom in the middle of work is needs to... Get on that right now. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And and that's the fucking I gotta I gotta say there's certain things that I get more brunt of, and there's certain things that you do. You get all this. You want to be known as the vinyl geek around the house and bootleg I'm, guy. I'm the bootleg this, guy, apparently. Yeah, this is what you get. Yeah, I know the, the worst <laughs> of the kiss tard shit. I get hey Zeus, look at this guy. This guy shit his pants when he was in work. <laughs> <laughs> like I get stupid shit like that video, <laughs> which at least make me laugh. Oh. But you get like kiss tardation shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, beyond off the charts, like demanding you do shit. Yeah, you need to find out and get back to me, and I need to know by half an hour. Well, why don't you do it? I got shit to do. What do you think? I got day all sit around all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I got nothing to do right now. It's fucking two o'clock on a Wednesday. What the? What do you think I'm doing right now? Like tuning up my microphone for tonight. <laughs> I just see this is healthy. We have not purged like this in a long time. Oh. This is why we do those talk to me episodes. So this is a half a talk to me episode. Yeah. But it's not even on the band. It's just on fucking kiss cards. Exactly. Oh exactly. God, it's just <laughs> when you sent me that thing when it's like, yeah, you need to do this. And, you know, again, a lot of people that are sending this stuff, well, I would say 99% of them are friends, listeners, yeah. buddies. Yep. But they just have a like a misunderstanding of the level of importance this is to us. Yeah. This is not that important. I think you, hey, know? you know what it's the it's the it's the price of fame. It's the price of being the number but one I, and kiss I also, podcast. And I, and I also <laughs> want to point out one other fucking thing because it's getting a little aggravating. Uh oh. Um, our little our episode that we did with like Sam Loomis got a lot of old timer YouTube subscriptions didn't do. I mean, it was great. It was a regular, very good episode for us on our podcast. Right. But the old schoolers, like we talked about the YouTubers and the Facebook people yeah, that flooded our YouTube page. Big time, big time. Okay. But we've had episodes that have blown away that Sam Loomis episode. Believe it or not. Yeah. It blew up the, it blew up our YouTube because the people interested in Sam Loomis are YouTubers. Yeah, in the comment section. Right. Because it's fun to talk about conspiracy. But yeah. it's not a fucking episode. After this shit gets resolved, there doesn't need to be a Sam Loomis 2, 3, 4. No. Once this figures out and we'll get to the bottom of it, hopefully all of us someday, there's no need for fucking reunion of this fucking episode. It's done. Right. Our shows that do fucking well are the ones that we get organically do ourselves either it's fucking funny or a great topic or a great album review or a fucking a fun thing that we pick up on like a paul fighting with gene paul fighting with uh uh 
Carmine of pieces, girlfriend. <laughs> that sounds like ace. I don't even know. I can't even do an impression. Um, shit like that. But this stuff is not that important to us. Sam Lewis no. shit is not that important. I want to get to the bottom. It's fun. It's funny. But it's not fucking stop what you're doing at work. Tell the judge you're on hold because you got to need to fucking look up online what somebody said, if it's true or not. Like, go mm-hmm. fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Get a grip. Oh. Like, yeah. like fucking William Shatner said in that Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. TV <laughs> show, people. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking podcast I did for a couple of years. I got a few laughs. I mean, you're turning into this podcast into a colossal waste of time. <laughs> Look at you. You over there. You ever kissed a girl on the lips? Exactly. Come on. All right. We got that out of our system. Oh. I feel good. I'm finally. Well, how long we've been talking for fucking a week and now like, we can get to the topic? You sound like Shaq. I feel good. I feel good. I want to thank my mother, my father, my brother, my brother. That's it. Jamie Fox <laughs> one. Yeah. He, he, ne- he never gets excited. That's why you want somebody like Shaq. Shaq, how you feel? You just won the championship again. The MVP. I, feel, I, I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. I, I feel good. I want to thank my mother, my father, my brother. <laughs> Tom, give me a second while I resign my fucking uh, my job and my business and shut it all down so I can fucking run on on a on a on a clue that I heard about about Sam Loomis. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. I just took a cold shower to kind of cool me down from this heated upset behavior that we have and now we can get into some kiss talk finally let's go all right kiss off the soundboard donnington august 17 1996 the monsters of rock whoo so obviously we did the other two ones that came out first the first one that came out was the tokyo dome tokyo japan march 13 2001 next was live at virginia beach July 25th, 2004. So we started getting you like, oh, where are these going to come? And then boom, I felt like this one was coming out right away in a shorter time frame than the last one came out, if I'm not mistaken. And then we heard about Donington coming and um, we realized, oh, shit, this is the original lineup. Yep, this is all, yep, this is the reunion lineup here, uh, 96. Yeah, so it dropped on June 10th, uh, and they they were going to be releasing one of these off the soundboard once uh, a quarter. So this one came out in June uh, of this now, year. Of, just yes, case. of this year, of this year. And the next one has already been announced. It's going to be Des Moines 1977, so it'll be like a live two. Um, and that one's coming out in the fall. So that'll be four of these in a relatively short period of time. We can keep expecting them because they have been successful. Us Kiss Tards love them, and we know you guys do. Some of them are better than others. We're going to get into this one. Uh, but yeah, this is the reunion tour. This is Donington Monsters of Rock, 1996. Yeah. So as we do, we're going to go through some of the tracks. We're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to do the Paul Banter, come back, and then give you guys uh, our, our five favorite tracks or standout tracks on this album. And then we'll rank it against all the other live albums that have been released. So let's start off with Tom. Uh, song number one on this. It was Deuce. Um, Deuce opens up. They do the hottest band in the world. Not land. Like they do in the live, Angelo. Come on now. Um, 
first thing I noticed right off the bat is like, good God, turn the bass down. Yeah, it sounds like flea from the chili peppers. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I'm like, and then, the, and then the second thing I know, well, f- first off, before I, before we get into the specifics deuce, one thing I wanted to say is I'm glad that this was released just for the sake of, for some shockingly unknown reason, they never released a proper live album during the reunion. You, you would have thought that would have been the easiest, most brain thing to do would be to release a reunion live. album. they never did it. So this is what we got. So, but that being said, so we talked about the bass. The other thing I noticed was. I felt like the the guitars were kind of like low. Peter's cymbals weren't really. I mean, it, it it's everything sounded good and clear, but some of the stuff sounded a little bit. Uh, volume was a little bit of an issue. Obviously, the bass is the first thing you notice right away. Yeah, like as though like someone turned up the volume or Paul wasn't plugged in. Yes, Paul's rhythm guitar. I can hear Ace's leads. Yeah, but you Paul's can't. Paul's rhythm guitar seems off. Yes, yes. Um, the other thing I noticed, Tom, is if you uh, look at these three albums combined. Yep. Uh, Tokyo opened up with Detroit Rock City. Uh, Virginia Beach opened up with Love Gun, and this is Deuce. That's three right. Different openings. Interesting. That's right. Um, yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's a third different opening. Uh, Deuce was, I think, song number two on the both of the previous off the soundboards. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I noticed throughout the album and starts off right up from top, somebody give Gene a cough drop. Oh my because god! Because he sounds like he's got a fucking bucket full of phlegm. <laughs> he sounded <laughs> he sounded like he was fucking hawking a loogie the entire song. In some of these live albums, Gene sounds a little rough by the first. By the middle of the album, he's back to being Gene, like as though he's got to clear his throat or something. Yeah, but this it's all the way through. He, he yeah. sounds like he had a cold. But that being said, I know this is going to sound contradictory. I his tone sounded good. He didn't. He wasn't off key or straining to hit notes. It just sounded like his, his the, that demon growl was a little extra growly. And I think the band sounded great. It just some of those volume issues that we talked about with some of the some of the, the recording aspect. I mean, I'm sure it was better live. But yeah, what comes gets out recorded. You know what it is? I think Gene sounds very Lemmy like on this. Kinda. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no Paul. Do it. Yes, me. I noticed that. That was I'm like, I was I was waiting for it. Because we, we always go, oh. There it is. Yeah, and it didn't never happened. Yeah. Uh there was no do- I thought Ace's solo was pretty good. It was a little sloppy, but it was pretty good. Yep. Um, you know, not bad. It's the serious. first one of the first things I did notice though, j- just generally speaking, was that and again, this is 96. So this mm-hmm. is like the, th- this is the oldest of the off the soundboard. It just sounded better. I mean, you could tell the difference in the age of the band compared to the Tokyo and especially that debacle of Virginia Beach. You could tell that this, we remember seeing this tour, the, the reunion tour, and how great it was. They do sound thick and full and together like that. That generally speaking, I really felt that. Yeah, it's the beginning of the reunion tour, and this is when they were saying Peter was um, the MVP. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll get into that maybe a little bit later, but that's okay. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> that's what Paul said about Peter in the first half yeah. of the reunion tour. That's awesome. Yep. yep. And then it goes right into, and I love when they do it, King of the Nighttime World, Tom. Yeah, and again, kind of a similar thing I noticed. 
I just felt like the drums were kind of overpowering the guitars. Peter's drums sounded kind of snappy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if uh, maybe our buddy Joey Casada can chime in here. I don't know if Peter was using like those triggers that kind of amplify the sound. They, 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 they sounded, they sounded for lack of a better word, they sound a little snappy. Um, and they just sounded like louder. The, the guitars throughout this were the problem. You you said it that, that Paul's rhythm guitar seemed to be a little bit overshadowed by everybody else. But other yeah. than that, I thought it sounded great. I thought I thought I really thought Paul's vocals were great. I mean, that he he was ninety six. I thought he was great on this tour. I thought this was a, a very good track. And yeah, Paul's first vocal track. I'm like, we can't help it now. Right, really like, oh, how's this gonna sound? How's this gonna? How's he gonna do on hitting that course? How's he gonna yeah. do when his voice has to elevate and go back down? He sounds good so far. Absolutely. And then here we go. We got the Paul banter coming. I I, I didn't count the Donningtons, but it's there. How you doing, Donington? You all ready to get a little fucking nuts tonight? All right. That took me aback. Like, Jesus, Paul swearing back then on the reunion. I forgot all about it. Is that the animalized Paul? Yeah, to me, it, this is going to sound so weird coming from us. I don't, I don't like Paul swearing. It just doesn't sound right. They just not, they're not that kind of band. It sounds weird. It sounds like force. Like he's trying to be edgy. I don't know. I don't like it. Remember how he was when the makeup came off? Animalized, lick it up tours, and all that other shit. Yeah, that was, was that like was. No, I know, I know. And I, and you, I guess you're right. That was only 15 years removed from this. So, I but mean, did he clean it up? I mean fucking the revenge tour which is prior to this yeah in tour and carnival yeah i mean they got take it off chicks fucking right right so they're still doing this they didn't become kitty corp kiss yet. Yeah. no not yet not yet so i don't know but i know hearing him say fucking nights tonight you want a little rock and roll i can't i can't hear you i can't hear you oh yeah all righty then we've got a lot of good stuff for you right now is a little song that asks a real good question. It's off Destroyer. And it goes, Do you love me? Right into that, Tom. What'd you think? Now, one thing I liked about this, I this again, Paul's banter is like, okay, it's Paul. To me, his banter suffers when his voice suffers, like on the end of the road tour or even on that Virginia Beach off the soundboard. Like his his voice they, right here, his voice sounds fucking ballsy. It sounds powerful. It sounds strong. And that makes, to me, that makes the banter sound even better. And again, I, I think Paul's vocals here are just really, really awesome. And of course, Do You Love Me? That's a song that I love. So, okay. Um, Do You Love Me? I thought the uh, choruses sounded a little rough in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but I said, you know, I think, I think it's a decent version. There are no bells at the end. Mm. One of the problems with Do You Love Me? And this was on one of the previous soundboards. It's it's that harmonizing during the chorus that always struggles when you're hearing it raw off the soundboard. It's that background harmonies with the with the chorus of "Do You Love Me" that it, it it's hard to nail. They did a much better job on this one, I thought, than the than the other one. But uh, okay. I didn't I, I didn't mind it. I didn't, have, I didn't have a lot of problems with it at all. Paul, back on the mic. All right, all right. How are we doing so far, Donington? I see we got a little fire over there. I don't know what that was. Yeah, what was that? I'm like, wait, is this like Woodstock 99? (laughs) The fucking place is up in flames? Oh, shit. Everybody run. I thought it was Costanza. And he pushes over Peter Chris. Imagine that. How do you live with yourself? (laughs) He pushes over Peter. Ah! (laughs) Um, So I know it's going to be a hot 
night for rock and roll. Now, just in case we got some people with what? Rock and roll pneumonia. (laughs) I think we better call out Dr. Love. And then Gene comes out and says, let me see you. And he says it like with a British accent. I thought, let me see your high ends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then boom, right into calling Dr. Love. What do you think? Uh, Again, the guitar sounded low. I mean, the, the the band sounded good. I didn't have a problem with Gene's voice. Like I said earlier, very demony, extra growly, you know, extra phlegmy, I guess. Um, but again, I, I thought it sounded good. I actually thought the the harmonies and the chorus on this sounded pretty good. I think everybody sounded pretty good. I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't cringing a lot during this at all. Yeah, I, I just put Gene sounds rough. He okay. Needs a, he needs a cough drop. Okay. It, it's that voice. Yeah. Yeah, extra, extra <laughs> Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? That's not Gene. I love when Gene's got a thick voice, but not that. Yeah. Whatever that is. And here comes Paul again. There's a lot of talking on this one. Uh, I think we're up to four Donningtons. Donington, Donington. I say Donington. Whoa. He just Donington. kept saying it. I said Ugh. Donington. We got a little number for you now. Now, Donnick people, Donington, I don't want to tell you people how to live your life. No, 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 no. But if this part, I fucking I love, love this. I love this. is so But funny. if you're going to get drunk tonight, make sure you got somebody to make sure you don't drive. Because next time we come back here in November, we want to see all you people back. Don't fucking hurt yourself, people. We don't want anybody killed. We, don't, we love you. Don't get killed. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> this this song is called then, you know, crowd cold gin. I said this song is called Crow Gin. I call Crow Gin. I can't hear you. Oh Crow Gin, I can't hear you, Crow Gin. Yeah. And then Oh yeah. And then boom into Cold Gin. But before we do that, Tom, what you think about these lines of Paul Banter? Now don't you people get yourself killed nothing. I like when he goes, Don't get yourself killed, nothing like that. No, like what? Like getting killed? Oh, run over a couple pedestrians on the way playing fucking Vice City. Uh, yeah. uh, Liberty, fucking whatever that fucking. GTA Donington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love his public service announcement. Yeah. Here's a song called Cold Gym, but don't get killed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they leak into uh, Cold Gym. What's your thoughts? I, I, this is a song that I'm exhausted from hearing, but I got to be honest with you. I thought it sounded really good. I, and I really loved Ace doing a verse. I thought when Ace chimed in with a verse, I thought that was a cool little little surprise. I like that. I mean, it's been a while since I heard any. I mean, like I said, there's no proper live album for this. Um, I do have one of those bootleg box sets on this <gasps> on this reunion tour. And um, that's why you get those DMs. And I, I don't. know I need to stop telling people that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I, I I really liked kind of a little breakdown at the end, a little guitar noodling and the, the kind of the outro of the song. I, I thought it sounded really good. Uh, I love the beginning when Paul starts doing that alive thing. Yeah, yeah, then all right. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And then A sings, time to leave and get another quad <laughs> around the corner at the liquor store. Dude. <laughs> I, I can't. I, there's something simple about it, and I wish a, Kiss would do it. A singing that line makes me. It's the stupidest thing. It's just fucking a, a line or two, and makes me like, oh, that's the best version of Cold Gin I've ever heard. Like, but you know what's funny? It, he sounds so much better here in '96 than he does. Than he does like 
today or when we saw him last last year last he sounds i'm gonna say blasphemy here he sounds better than gene on this album Mm, okay maybe he's not bad at all there's no fucking breaks in his voice or anything like that this is not fucking it's not your place yeah in the days of my youth Oh God! Uh, but I like that. times, bad times. <laughs> you know I had my share. We're all patriots tonight. <laughs> Good times, bad times. Uh, with my woman at home without a man. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but um, I put yeah, drunk ace. Anyways, yeah. Real old Kiss style version of this song, and I yeah. really liked it. I like. And then it. they go right into your favorite Kiss track of all time. Let me go rock and roll. Song number six. The only thing I like about this song was kind of near the end, like kind of like the outro stuff, and then of course Peter screams the, you know, Kiss loves you. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of the song ever. I will I, say, I will say, I will say, I tolerate it more live. Okay. I thought I put on this Ace is blistering on this blistering oh, yeah. and the solo I, and the extended and rocks. And yep. then Pete just throwing the again. I don't ask for much, but Peter just saying, Kiss loves you, Donatin, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I like it. I love it. And loved it. Yep. Oh, it's like that, here, bit of, that, it's that bit of nostalgia, you know, but here it comes. Paul. Now, people, I don't want to lie to you, people. I can't see everybody here. People over there, let me hear you. People over here, let me hear you. All the way in the back, let me hear you. Wild, Wild animals. animals on the floor, let oh. me hear you. Cool. Here's a little song. You ought to know this one. Dude, the way he says cool annoys me. Cool. Why is that a thing? Because it's cool. Like, dude, you're Paul Stanley. Act like it. Cool. Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, this is number seven. Shout it out loud. Yeah, this one here, this is when I really noticed Gene's voice. I was like, yeah, his voice is fucked up. Like, during the verses, it was extra raspy, gravelly, phlegmy, whatever. Uh, still sounded good. I mean, it wasn't like he was out of key. You know, he was hitting the notes. His voice was just really it's kind of rough. Band sounded great. Um, this song always struggles for me live. Those those harmonies during the chorus when everybody is singing, shouted out loud. It always it's always tough, especially when you're dealing with like a quote off the soundboard where there's really no post production. It's just record and go. But I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I mean, I I, I I thought the I thought this band at this time was just untouchable in my opinion. I thought they were great. So. Uh, Gene's boy. If I put Gene's bass is still out in front. His voice is still. Oh yeah, the bass is yeah. <laughs> and you can really hear Ace on the chorus. And yeah, it's not. Oh, it's totally. not a good. And it's not a good thing. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not in sync. No, no. Um, and the other one part of this is, and I should have. I opened my mouth up, but I said Ace sounds good. He's not breaking. His voice isn't breaking. But then he completely fucked up. Come on, everybody, shout it out. Oh, he, f- oh, that yeah, that was the one line they give him in the song. Yep. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to, oh, come on, everybody. Like he's late in the fucking totally right. And he yep. just picked it up too late. Uh, yep. 
I just, I, I fucking ace. Yep. Uh, right into song number eight, watching you. Love watching you. Love this song. Um, it sounded good. You know, n- n- I didn't really pick up anything kind of out of the ordinary on this one. You know, Gene's again, very gravelly, very demonish song to begin with. So I thought any kind of vocal issues that we've been talking about so far, I I, I think I, if anything, they fit the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this song. Uh, I put here Gene's voice is dead at this point. Really? Yeah, dead, I, you think? I think he, he, he I, I, I need to rephrase it. It ain't getting better. Okay. I know what you okay? mean. Okay. I mean, like, I thought by now he would get it out of his system. He'd sound better. Yeah. It's not. It, this is what it is throughout this whole album. Yeah. And his bass in the forefront is getting distracting for me. Yeah, I agree with that. That was really, really, really because tough. Because you know, when you listen to all these live tracks, what I like to do sometimes is take the same track, go to the off the soundboard of other ones or the live albums, that official live album, and then play that song and listen to how it sounds. And then yep. listen to this. And yep. you can tell the difference of his voice and everything. Yep. Uh, anyways, they go right into song number nine, Firehouse. I love Firehouse. I love hearing this live. Paul sounds fantastic, in my opinion. His voice is strong. He's hitting the notes, and Firehouse is a, just a live favorite for me. So anytime I can hear this, no problems. I thought the the band, you know, again, we've talked about the levels, the bass, some of Peter's drum issues, but band-wise, uh, I, I I think they're just continuing to nail it here. Firehouse, I put typical awesome version. The mm-hmm. break is awesome when they break yes. it down, yep. and then boom. Dun, dun, Love it. Dun, 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 dun. And then there goes the sirens. Oh, you know me. I'm a sucker for those sirens. As soon as Absolutely. I heard those sirens, I'm like, woo! And you can tell Gene at the end is doing the fire breathing. Yeah. And then Paul does the whole legendary of firehouse. Oh, woo! Love that. Oh, Love that. Gonna, Gene was just taking a dump. Call the firehouse. Oh, woo! <laughs> yeah. And then Paul gets on the mic. How are we doing so far? Is that what you came here for tonight? Well, we are just getting warmed up. I'm like, what? Yeah. It hasn't come down to the patent. We're just getting, just getting started. Whatever. Uh, we've been waiting a long time to play for you people. We ain't going home yet. That's for shit sure. Okay, ooh, tough guy. Ooh, Edgelord Stanley. Now Ace wants to sing a song for you. He's ready to go. Let's find out the selection for this evening. Yeah, what was that? What a horrible way to introduce Ace. <laughs> like, did he forget? Oh, they're going to be like, why don't we go with Torpedo Girl? It, 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 did he forget the intro? Let's see what the selection is. What, what, what are you playing, a jukebox? Dude. He's singing "Shock Me." We ain't singing at all. Like, There's nothing the f- else he's singing. Yeah, but w- but what the best part of that? Thanks, Paul. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, "Thanks, Paul." <laughs> what the fuck? Thanks, brother. It's so it's almost like it's almost like they're like hanging around, and Paul's like, "Hey, Ace, do you want to play a song?" Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> like you're on the like, fucking stage. You, you know, know you're next. Is- you can totally picture Ace like oh. looking around. Oh, yeah. His guitar's like this. His legs are all crow feet. <laughs> and he's like walking around. Like, oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> that's, thanks, exa- brother. that's exactly what I like. He's not like fucking like, you know, like standing up with holding his Les Paul in a like, guitar player's position. He's like all fucking disheveled. 
Now, now, now think of the intro to this song on a live two and how everybody was like, we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're going to, this is like, let's see what the selection is. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> We're going to do shock me. We're going to do like, dark light. Like he's doing fucking karaoke. It's just coming off a future album of mine. It's called Genghis Khan. <laughs> Dude, the unintentional haze comedy. But thanks, that's thanks, brother. He, he says, thanks, Paul. Then he goes into it and he goes, Love you. Shock me. Oh, dude. When did that become a thing during this? Where he says, Shock me. Then he goes, Shock me. Yeah, like it's question. He's questioning, Shock me. When did that happen? Like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like, like, when did that happen? I'm going to say, Shock me. And then one of the most ridiculously long and annoying Vinnie Vincent style solos where he just goes off the track and just starts playing stuff that okay. has nothing to do with the song. So, this is the thing that I wrote. Terrible. So, they go into song 10, obviously, Shock me. And I write, Great. A 13-minute ace song. As soon as I saw that, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me with this. First chorus, he does the shock me. Oh, question. my God. And then I said that ace child, it does sound better on the verses than Gene does. I said the solo is awesome. But then he gets into this guitar solo. That's like the problem. Not, like Ace right. is known for the fact that we can hum his songs. They fit every one of his songs. We know the solo for that song, it wouldn't just be able to get squeezed into Christine 16 solos, not going into I want you solo and vice versa. Right. He right. handles it. It goes with all the songs, but here is just fucking noodling. That okay. has nothing to do with anything. No, it sounded like Vinny at creatures fest, just random riffs, random bits of noodling that, that just, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, for a solo, you know what I remembered? You remember seeing guns and roses and slash all of a sudden went into his solo and did the fucking Godfather theme. Yeah. To me, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's not the fucking greatest, but he did the God. He went into the Godfather theme. We all recognize. We're like, whoa, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Like, entertain me with that. I don't need. Yeah. It's not pleasing. No, it was bad. It was bad. Oh, it was fucking terrible. Yep. Um, <laughs> Halfway through this monstrosity. ACLs louder. <laughs> what? What? And then I'm sitting there going, oh, there's the ace cult cheering on this fucking eight minute guitar solo. But, oh, never, wait. He terrible. goes worse. He goes, we're going to blow some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can hear all the special effects that ends with, you know, the familiar Tommy gimmick. And I can't believe I'm saying the Tommy gimmick. You mean Tommy does the ace gimmick. That's but right. We all remember it from the. We all remember it now because Tommy's been doing it for the last 10 years, yep. but Ace was doing that. So then it comes to the familiar guitar picking that he does all the way through. And, and at the end, Ace says, from Mars. I don't know why he says from Mars. So fucking, I love it. I, this is why This is why there's an Ace cult for dumb shit like that. Yeah. And then Paul says, Ace friendly lead guitar twice. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh. Dude, do we really need a fucking 13-minute shock me song? Terrible. Oh, Terrible. God. Well, we're going to get to the next part, and they start off with Strutter. But before we get to Strutter, Paul says, let me tell you, man, for a long time as we've been around, 
for as long as we've been a band. We always used to think about coming over here and doing Donington. So tonight's kind of special for us. And you know, it's people like you. They keep telling us, why don't we do it one more time? And I'll tell you, we're doing it one more time. Actually, you're going to be doing it a hundred more times, probably. Uh, And we're having such a good time. We don't know if you're ever going to end. So we're going to do a song now that comes off the first album. That's right. This one comes off the first album. It begins with an S. We're fucking playing games in real time. Okay, now we're playing fucking Scrabble. This one's called, and then they get into Strutter. Yeah. Well, see, for me, I love Strutter. I never get tired of it. I love it live when they play it. Um, Sounds great. Paul, again, sounds fucking great. Yeah, Paul sounds good. I said the bass is still distracted. Yeah. It's a good version of Ace Solo, but then the song cuts out right at the end of the solo. Yeah, something was weird happening there. I don't it know if that stops was... right there. It doesn't yeah. continue into the chorus or anything else. Right. They just, they just cut it short. It's very weird. Right. And it goes right into Gene's like solo blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And right into boom, 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 boom. God of Thunder. Um, I don't know. I thought Strutter was fine, but I, I just understand why they cut it short. So they go right into God of Thunder. I think Gene still sounds hoarse. What do you think? Uh, this song is always sounds awesome live. I love it. I mean, th- if anything, Gene's vocal problems, quote unquote, can survive God of Thunder because it's the ultimate demon song. Yeah, um, I agree. But then it just goes into a fucking disastrously boring and painful drum solo. Like, it's a four, uh, a four minute and 30 minute, uh, 30 second drum solo. Fucking, and if you think being in a stadium and watching a drum solo is bad, try listening to it just with just audio with it, with, with a CD or, or whatever. It's horrible. Yeah. From four forty five to nine fifteen. Oh God. Brutal. And Paul, how about it? Peter Chris on the drums. Yeah. Then right back into Gene, the Gene version when he's talking, does the talking. I am yes. the Lord of the Wasteland. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear um, God of Thunder live, like, do you want to like? This is the shit that I hate. Live albums that have fucking this stuff because then the song. What are you doing? You're you're gonna remember a fucking drum solo instead of a in the middle of a song. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're back to Paul. Paul. Paul Stanley. Uh, Donathan oh, came over about two days ago on an airplane. They searched us, and I made it to this country with my pistol. Oh, right off the bat, Paul. All the guys here tonight are packing big steel. I know it. I'm like, really? All the girls are thankful for all the guys with the big guns. Here's a little song. This song's about, oh, how long is it? I'd say it's about eight inches long. Okay. You can make it nine. This one's called, and then crowd, Love Gun. I can't hear you, Love Gun. I can't hear you, Love Gun. Uh, before we get into Love Gun, what'd you think of that Paul Stanley fucking banter? So you have an eight-inch dick, and it only grows one inch? <laughs> so you've got a noodle. A so so, noodle. so 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 you, you so isn't usually like... You go from like four to five inches to nine to ten. I mean, come on, dude. Really? What are you doing? Dick jokes by Paul. Maybe back in the 70s that was funny, but now I'm like, ah. Anyways, all that being said, Paul again sounds fucking awesome. 
I, I know Love Gun is beaten into the ground, but I always love it live. And I always love it when Paul sounds like this, because our experiences of hearing this on the end of the road tour, it's just, it, he just can't do it. It's distracting because you're so fucking, is he going to fuck this up? Exactly. Using here, he, he's crushing it here though. Yeah. Again, uh, the bass is distracting for me. I thought the chorus was pretty bad. Really? The band going, again, kind of like, do you love me and shout it out loud? The harmonies and the, the harmonies and the chorus are very tough to nail down on these live albums. Ace is not Tommy Thayer can hit uh, uh, choruses. And yes. Eric Singer, Peter's got that raspy voice, and Gene yep. ain't helping it. Yeah, yeah. So I agree I, with that. Uh, Love I agree Gun with was that. all right. Yep. Uh, right into a hundred thousand years. Yeah, Did, not a big fan of the song, but live, I'll take it. So it sounded good. Again, Paul Paul's vocals carry it. He sounds great. But it, I it, will tell you this: I'm not a big fan of this song in general. I am. You know why? Why? Because this doesn't have a fucking uh, a solo of any sorts in the middle of this. This is like the. <laughs> One of the ones that come off the, uh, my mind, like, oh, 100,000 years. Oh, great. I've got nine minutes to kill. Yeah, because usually the drum solo is usually here and here. There's a little bit of this. So in the yeah. middle of the breakdown where it's just Peter's drum, you got Paul and the Donington. Donington, I got a question for you people. All you people. People over there. People over there. People in the back. And who in the front? The animals. animals. Do you feel right? Shoo. Do you feel right? Do you feel right? Do you feel, you know, Yeah. hey, do you feel right? And then boom. And then Ace is playing some little noodling. A little Ace guitar playing. Paul yells, I can't hear you, Dunton. I can't hear you. Come on. Yeah. And then back to the song. Sorry to Aiken's alarm. I love that. I do love that. It's good. And then right back into the song and they finish up. And then they get into song number five on, on side two which is Black Diamond, which was not on Virginia Beach. Sounds awesome. And the one thing I love about this when they play it live, I love that little solo riffing stuff that, that he does at the beginning of the song. You like that, it. really? I do. I do, yeah. Okay. I like it. I think it just adds a little flavor to a song that is already awesome. So, And, of course, Peter, to me, I thought he sounded great vocally. I love hearing Peter sing, so it was great. It's Black Diamond. Yeah. The, Paul's the opening, I mean, it goes for a couple minutes. I don't mind that. And I'm like, yeah, Peter. I'm telling you, I don't give a fuck how good Eric Singer can do it or the band no. sounds with all this Peter, stuff. Peter, this is Peter's song. Eric, this is Peter. When Peter's doing it, you're fucking listening for him going nuts. Yep. And he never disappoints. I've never heard a version of Peter singing and going nuts on Black Diamond where it's like, oh, he's fucking terrible. Yep. Always is awesome. Yep. The, the song technically ends at 627 and the crescendo begins. And I'm like, the song still goes for nine minutes. Like, yeah, I, know. I got three minutes of this song is winding down. What's going on? Fireworks begin. And then Paul screams Donington. Yep. You don't want to go home yet. Do you? You know, in case you didn't know, we're coming back to do a real tour in November. Can we count on seeing you people there? All right. We got a song for you. So now they're at the encores. Basically, we got a song for you. Some people always think that other countries have some kind of magic. So we're going to do a song about a city in America. But I want you two to know something that this song is not about one city. This song is about all the cities that understand rock and roll. If we were in Detroit, we could sing about Donington. This song's called Detroit Rock City. And then the sixth song on side two, Detroit Rock City. This song here 
was a fucking disaster. Ooh. This, I listened to this with headphones. I listened to it in the car. Peter and Gene are tripping over each other in this song. I, I, I remember the stories about Peter struggling with this song and the recording of Destroyer. Cause let's be serious. The drum beat is very, very articulate and upbeat. And it's really, it's really unusual. But when the rhythm section of your band, the bass and the drums, if you listen to this, Peter is struggling and the bass is off. They are not in sync, especially during the verses. And it's, it, it, it sounded really, really distracting to me. And I noticed it. I was driving home from work today and I was noticing, I was like, fuck, like that, especially that second verse. Cause my, I, at first my ears were like, okay, let's, let's hear Peter. And then I was like, shit, Gene is all over the place with his bass. They can't find the sync between the two of them. It, it was rough. Yeah. I, I thought Peter was fine on this. I thought Paul was fine on this. I didn't pick that up. I don't know. You okay. better hear this than I do. Okay. And then, there's a part where Paul says, no t- 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 time to turn. Like Mr. T- t- Tipton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is he st- t- stuttering that line? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought I put it. It was a decent job. Um, crowd noise ends. All right, Donington. You know, it's been so cool for us all night. Can we see you people? Look at yourself. You're beautiful. Oh, God. Dude, you're beautiful. Really? Okay. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Here's a song that's a here's a song that belongs in the in the show tonight. Oh, it does. Oh, thanks. Yeah. What's the selection? <laughs> yeah. This is a song that say there's only one country. There are no borders. Here are no presidents. We all believe in something. This is our anthem. This is rock and roll night party every day. Last track. All I can my first thing I have written down here is. All I can hear is Gene's bass. Yeah. It's so overpowering in this particular song. The guitars are mm-hmm. wicked. Lo- the guitars mm-hmm. are so low and the bass is so pronounced that, uh, uh, you know, and then, and then the, the, the crowd, the breakdown, the, Hey, Hey, yeah, yeah. Breakdown, whatever. It's the, it's, it's the final song. It's a, it, it's, you know, it's okay. It's, it, it's rock and roll all night. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Gene of Donington. And then the first the first thing, uh, chorus, Paul, Donington, clap your hands, clap. Paul's like barking orders throughout this song. And he needs to settle the fuck down. <laughs> and then Paul, come on, come on, sing with us, sing. I can't hear you. All right, shut the fuck up and let them sing. Uh, <laughs> Ace, Ace's solo was spot on. Spot on. Yep. And then obviously they have to stop so Paul can do his preaching in the end of the song, right in the middle. Yep. So Paul can do his preaching right in the middle type of the song. Donatin, I want you to help us. I want you to help us. I want all everyone here. I want you to clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. And then he fucking goes into a little Stevie Wonder fingertips. Oh, clap my your hands just a yeah. little bit louder. Exactly. Right. Right. Sounds good. I wanted you to help us sing. <sighs> and then he does the. Hey, Terrible. Heard that? Terrible. I thought he was going to go next. T- Terrible. Oh, my God. Now, Donatin, we're going back to America. I want to remember you. So you got to do better than that. Catch your breath. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you fat. 
fatties in the back. All you flapjack fatties, <laughs> catch a breath. And all you podcasters out there, <laughs> let's try it again. And then he does, hey. Oh, yeah. We get it. Oh, my God. Now you ready for the tough part? It goes like this. Ah. And then he does the, I walk in, roll oh, yeah. out every day. Oh. Then the crowd repeats it. Ah, he does it twice. And does it, come on, come on every day. And then the crowd repeats on the third time, a little bit louder than back to the song. Uh, he ends it with God bless you, Donington. See you in November. Stay well. God bless, brother. Stay well. God bless you, babe. <laughs> stay, oh, stay healthy. Say your prayers. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Ace, we want you to stay in good health and behave yourself. Thanks, Paul. See you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the CD there. Yep. What do you think of rocking all night? Uh, it was good. I mean, you know, uh, it's they always they always make a big showcase out of that, and for good reason. Um, yeah, I liked it a little bit too long with the crowd breakdown, the hey hey yeah yeah shit, but whatever. I'll be honest with you. I know this is fucking corny and shit, but I like that he, that there's a little bit of that fucking fingertips that he does in there. Yeah, this is something different. I don't remember that that version of that song. Yeah, yeah. your hands just yeah. a little bit. Okay, Stevie Wonder. Oh, please. Yeah, that was good though. Was that an SNL when he's like, "Who does your hair? You have no excuse." <laughs> no, <laughs> Frank Sinatra there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, good though. It's good. It's a good. It's a good ending. They sound. They sounded good. Overall thoughts. Overall, I loved it. I thought it was. I mean, it's you know, it's it's got it's got its warts. You know, it's an off the soundboard. So there's really not you know not not any post production. You know, like with a live, a live two, whatever. Um, the band sounded great. Uh, I thought Paul was spectacular. Gene was a little struggled a little bit vocally, um, but I, I, I love this era. I love this reunion era. It's very nostalgic for us. Um, and when you compare this to the other off the soundboards, um, this is you know this sticks out so brightly. Um, and like I said earlier, you know we never had a, a proper reunion live album, so I'm glad that they chose '96. I I like this version. I like the album. I think it's pretty good. The thing that I did not expect, and I've never expected this, is that the weakest person on this album is Gene in his bass. Yeah. Yeah. Vocally, and the yeah, bass is distracting. Too much. Yeah. Agreed. And that that's what you get with this off with these off the soundboards. That that's the just the production really isn't there. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, did you, can you imagine that? Like, no, no, I agree. I agree. Just I didn't have as big of a problem with his vocals as you did. Although I can, I see what you're saying, but it didn't, to me, I just was like, okay, this is like, ex, ex, it's like extra demon we're getting tonight. But the bass was really, really out there. All right, Tom, what we usually do is we uh, throw out some tracks that were our favorite. We go up to five. You want to start first and give us your number five? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Deuce at number five, just because it's the opening track. It's Deuce, and I, you know, I I love the I love the song. I love it live. So, okay, I'm gonna go with Rock and Roll Night. Like I said, I like that. That thing will stick with me. That whole little, and it takes two seconds. You know, earworms. Yeah. How many versions of Rock and Roll Night do I have on my iTunes library? Maybe thirty. Oh, of course. Uh, me too. Absolutely. Okay, but yep. I don't know I, I, this one will stick out a little bit. Yeah. 
Number four for you, Tom. Uh, I'm gonna go with Black Diamond. Black Diamond. I like yeah, I like that. I like the I like that little intro bit with Paul, and of course, hearing Peter singing it, and he sounded great at the, in this era. So I like Black. I'll take Black Diamond. Okay. Number four for me is a hundred thousand years, Tom. Wow. Like I said, it's a version of the song that's a shorter live version. I like okay. Okay. everything on the song went pretty well. Okay. Number three for me, I'm going to go love gun just because I think Paul sounds terrific in this, especially the chorus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three for me, I'm going to go with King of the nighttime world because one of my favorite songs. And I think they hit it out of the park with this one. I thought they did a really good job. Okay. Nice. Two for me, I'm going firehouse again. Paul sounded spectacular. And of course that ending with the sirens got to love firehouse live. Yeah, two for me. I have Firehouse as well, Tom. Okay. I think it's a, a great, I think the whole band plays well on it. Yeah. And yeah, Sirens. Number, sirens. Of course. Number one for me might be a surprise because the song itself is kind of eh. Um, but I'm going with Cold Gin just because I love Ace jumping in on a verse and the outro, the solo, all that stuff. I thought the band sounded great. Um, and just getting that little that little verse from Ace. Um Sounded really great live, the whole band on this one. Tom, believe it or not, uh, we have the top two same. I had Cold Gin. No shit. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, again, uh, anytime Ace sings a verse on that, I love it. I love Ace and Gene trading on. Very oh, yeah. rare. Yeah. If we ever got an Ace and Paul, it'd be a, even rarer. But uh, I think this is a real old Kiss style version I put. Yeah. So your um, favorite song with Peter does not make your top five. No, it's my honorable mention. We should do a oh, okay. honorable mention. Okay. Gotcha. I, I mean, I have a ton of versions of Peter singing Black Diamond. I yeah. think this is none of his versions are bad. No, it's not better than the Alive version or anything like that. So, you know, it, it's up there. Yeah. But again, when I when I have things that are a little bit different and distinct, every one of those are kind of distinct. Um, the other version. So I, I just put that Black Diamond. It could move up the chain too, but I have that as my honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, I get Colin Doctor Love as my honorable mention. Okay. Just because it's it's Gene. I think I, I again I didn't have as big of a problem with Gene's vocals as you did. And I thought that it kind of again the growl kind of fit that song. So all right, Tom. What we'll do next is we'll rank the live albums. We've ranked these the following Kiss Alive 3. You wanted the best, you got the best. Kiss off the soundboard Tokyo 2001. Kiss off the soundboard Virginia Beach 2004. Now we got Kiss Off the Soundboard live at Donington, 1996. Uh, covers, Tom. So, Tom, you want to read us your uh, live album covers ranked rankings? Yes. So, number four, I got, uh, well, off the soundboards, they're pretty much all the same. So, number four, I got Virginia Beach. Number three, I got Tokyo. Uh, number two, I got Kiss Alive 3. And my number one live album cover so far that we've done is you wanted the best. You got the best. Okay. So for this one, uh, just because it's 96, I don't know, because I like the album better. I'm just going to put this third behind a live three. Same okay. cover, you know, real no, no real difference, but. Okay. So for me, I have a uh, kiss a uh, I kiss off the soundboard Virginia Beach as fourth. I have kiss off the soundboard Tokyo as three. I had you wanted the best. You got the best as two. And I have kiss alive three as number one. Where am I putting this? And again, I have all three of these CDs right in front of me. Yep. Um, 
I don't know. For me, I think Donington in 96, because I know it's a reunion. I just think Donington seems better and more legendary than Tokyo. Yeah. So okay. I, I would put that a little bit above. So I make this one is number three above yep. Tokyo and underneath you wanted the best. Okay. So we both have a third then. Okay. Yep. All right, Tom, let's, uh, let's go to live albums ranked. All right. So for me, four, I got Virginia beach three. I got Tokyo two. You wanted the best. You got the best. And number one is kiss alive three. Now I understand you wanted the best. You got the best is a compilation and a live album. And we talked about that exhaustively about how some of that stuff is re-recorded, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so because this is a true live album and it captures the reunion era, which we fucking love, um, I'm putting this number two right behind a live three. Oh, wow. Yeah. So number two, really? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, so for me, I have four, the Virginia beach three. I have the off the Southbourne Tokyo two. I have, you want the best one. I had kiss alive three. So where am I putting this? Um, it's definitely not Virginia Beach. That's last. Am I putting this uh, above Tokyo? I'm looking at the set list for each of these. Dude, Peter's singing Black Diamond on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have fucking forever songs. Now, mind you, the Tokyo one has 21 songs versus 17. Yep. But soundtrack it doesn't have any non-makeup on the donington one there is no lick it up there is no um heavens on fire no it's all original band it's all original yeah there's no i still love you right but there's also um talk to me on japan Mm -hmm. um psycho circus so there there again therefore if psycho circus is on that album then i'm gonna pick this album so uh uh, this is ahead of it, so I'm going to put uh, Donington as a concert. It's going to go above You Wanted the Best. So the, as well, I'm putting this at number two. All right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Tom, want to tell us what we uh, we do next? Next, we got our question of the week. Woo! And our, and our question of the week is always brought to you by the fantastic Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, please visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah. And our question... Of the week comes from our local friend, moving on two six six zero eight fifty, And he says, this is a good question because we just did a live album. 
What song would you like to hear Kiss open a show or close a show with that they have never done before? So no rock and roll all night is a closer. No deuce or I stole your love or DRC is an opener. Huh. Now, Grant, now, 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 before we get attacked by the Kiss Tards, we're not researching 50 years of touring. So if we say a song that, you know, that maybe they did back in 1978, that's all I'm going to say. I guess I would say, how about something that sounds like it should be an opening track? Okay. So how about, uh, how about room service? Mm, okay. Okay. Good one. Good one. Throw people off. Okay. The That's reason why I say room service is because in my head, like, actually, I won't even say that. Go ahead. I want you to answer your stuff and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. I'm going to pick something that is a song that I love. That is a deep cut. Although nowadays nothing's a deep cut. Um, a song like, cause your opening track, you want it to be upbeat, kind of kick everybody in the ass. I'm going to go with take me from rock and roll over as an opener. Okay. Open, open up with take me. I just think that uh, 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 dun, 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 dun. I think that would just be an, an awesome way to open a saw a, a show. So I'm going to go with take me. That's my, okay. that's my opener. Yeah. The reason why I was thinking is like, it's got to be something that they would do for, with makeup and early kiss. It's they're not going to do exciter. They're not going to do right. Uh, I've had enough. And believe me, I thought about it. I'm like exciter would be awesome. Exciter. Like that. It's funny. We, we, we should think alike. Cause I was, I was thinking exciter would be amazing. Yeah. Yep. I just, they're not going to do that. Let's be fucking blunt. Right. But right. I thought room service, maybe you never know. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, I agree. No, it's a good one. It's a I mean, tough I question. I do know they're never doing it, but what am I saying? Yeah. But, but that, I, it, I could get them doing it. Yeah. That's the fun of the question. So thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. We appreciate you being a uh, loyal fan listener of the show. Thank you for the question. We always appreciate that. So thank you. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, where can people find us, Tom? You can start with our awesome website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You go there, check out all of our episodes from Shout Out Loudcast, all the ARC episodes, the Zeppelin episodes, all of the rankings that we have for everything. Uh, you can click on the merch link, buy some Shout Out Loudcast merch. Uh, you can check out uh, links with our friends, all the guests that we've had on here. Uh, Zeus has put up some of the photo albums from Creatures Fest in Nashville and the Kiss Cruise from last year. Tons of stuff for you to do. And you can message us directly right from uh, the website. And you can also comment on each episode. So each episode, when you go on the website, there's comment box at the bottom. So you can comment there um, and we'll see those as well. Um, and you can also, of course, message us directly at our email address at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please message us comments, questions, feedback, etc. We try to get to all those during the show when we read our feedback. Uh, and of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're very active on all those. Message us, tag us, DM us, all that stuff. Stay involved. If you see something crazy out in the wilderness that makes you think of a show or something, send, snap a picture, tag us. Let's, you know, let's have some fun. This is what this is all about. Um, and of course, our wonderful Patreon family, which we mentioned, and a special kudos to Paul Heider. Thank you, buddy, for joining the Patreon family. So check us out, patreon.com, and download the app if you want to. Check us out there. And uh, we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows. Uh, we mentioned a few earlier. We mentioned our buddies, Baco and LC from Cobras and Fire. Um, our buddy Jay from The Hook Rocks is on there. Tons of great shows. Check all those guys out and go to Pantheon podcasts. 
uh, com and check out all those shows, including our own. Yeah, Dom, I always tell people you can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We love getting those. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube. channel. It's growing. We're almost at 700. Let's get us there. So then I can bitch about us not getting it to 800 yet. Yes. So we can keep doing that. We appreciate the YouTube subscriptions. They really help us out, move us up, get some new followers, and we've been getting a bunch of them. And they all seem to like what they're hearing. So keep doing that, guys. Give us one of those five star, star child reviews for the podcast. That is another great way of moving us up the food chain. We've gotten a few lately. I'll read one right now, Tom. This one is on Apple, and it's called Best Kiss Pod. Five stars. All right. It's from Mickey T, who's in Great Britain, Tom. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> I pooped my knickers again. Thank you. Ruin those poor, gorgeous British women. Um, love the two presenters' sense of humor, and they offer praise and criticism in equal measure. Some great insights, too, and make me revisit albums I've not heard in a while. Thanks from the UK, British teeth and all. Did you add that or did he say that? He put that in. Wow. All right. Well, thank you all. We appreciate that. We love those five-star reviews. Those are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mickey T. And keep Tom away from talking about the royal queen, like the royal family and all the hot people that are around that area because Tom is trying to ruin Kate Middleton for me. I no, I'm not. Trying. I'm not. I'm not. But she's fine. Oh, just fine? All right. She's hot. She is hot, dude. Very hot. Yeah. Jeez, don't don't forget those lesbians I like to talk to from the crown. Talk about. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hook me up with some of that. Mm. Mm, looking good. <laughs> so people can always email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We love getting those. And in addition, we love when you check out our new absolutely gorgeous because we like to thank our good friend Courtney who who fixed it for us and our generous benefactor he knows who he is he's the fucking man who helped us with the with the uh the website and it's a gorgeous website it's very interactive get involved put stuff up there i will try to contribute as much as i can to it if you guys have photos of yourselves wearing stuff being somewhere where you shout out loudcast gear which you can get from the website you go to the amazon store you can get anything you want Make sure that you, uh, you know, pick that up, take a photo and send it to us and tell me that it's okay for us to put it on the site. Um, All these things are big help. So subscribing to YouTube, giving us a five star review, joining our Patreon, sending photos of wearing our merch, buying our merch, using our Amazon store. All these things. Great way to help out the show. So we appreciate all that, guys. And uh, what we like to do when we end our show is uh, say some famous last words. Lyrics of the band Kiss. I think that's the band we discussed. And Tom, you got any? Honey, don't put your man behind his years. And baby, stop crying all your tears. Baby, do the things he says to do. Do it. Tom, in honor of his 75th birthday, which forgot to give him a shout out. All this time you put up a fear. 
for 100,000 years. Yes, you forgot my birthday. I can't even believe it. You should have had me on to help you with this episode. His lyrics cannot be sung or talked about unless you do it in Arnold voice. Arnold, Tom, Kiss Army, Kiss Tards, Loudcasters. Thank you for listening. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, especially for letting us vent. We know you guys will appreciate and understand it. You guys are the best. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. One other thing we need to vent about. Do it. Feedback. The interactions. Like, we can't. We need to hire somebody. Yes, we do. We need a feedback intern. We need an intern out there. So we're putting a call out to the Kiss Tards. Mm-hmm. Kiss Tards alert. Get somebody out there who can filter through all of our social medias, all of our email, and tell us which is the best feedback. And then we'll we'll do it that way. Yeah. It was, something needs to be done. We're getting like we're it's we can't keep up. It's a nice problem. It's a nice problem to have, and we love the feedback. K- keep it coming. Yeah, but we're it's not a asking lo- you to give us less. No, 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 no. But it's a lot, and again, it's a nice problem to have. Our I think our kiss tard wish, Tom, would be at some point. This could be work for us. Mm-hmm. And then we can handle this. But until that magical day ever arrives, mm-hmm. we have to find the time to do this. That's a lot. And if we struggle with it, then it becomes a job. We don't want it to be a job unless it pays us. Right. And it better pay me good for me to leave my job and you to leave yours. Yeah. So it's overwhelming. We love that you guys uh, send us interactions. But the one thing I want to say is don't be offended if we can get back to you guys. Please don't get offended if because we, we, we see everything. Believe me, we, we see everything. There's another aspect of it. So if there's a Facebook message, Tom may see it and not touch it and be like, I need Zeus to see it too. So yep. there's that part too. So then you, then you lose track and then something else happens. And then that thing gets pushed down the line of your notifications. And then we forgot to get back to it. So yep. every once in a while, either Tom or I, sometimes we'll go through our uh, Facebook messages or our uh, DMs on Twitter. Like, oh shit, I just saw this. Fuck. Honestly, and- the, the best way to, uh, I'll say this right now. The best way to make sure that we do not miss your message is an email. Yeah. That is the best way because DMs on Facebook and Twitter can get lost. Comments on Facebook and Twitter can get lost. We do our best to make sure that they don't get lost. Emails don't get past us. The way that we monitor our email, they don't get past us. So every week we have our own email um, that we go through. We go out through our email list amongst you know Facebook and all that other stuff. But on our email, I with OCD, I've organized everything. So at the end of the week, all emails are emptied and put into categories that's so it'll be episode 182 and everything from the end of 181 goes into 182 until 183 comes up so we're seeing everything and then when the week is over and we've done our episode i put all that stuff aside so he gets cleaned up we see it we see them all and we both see it so that's the thing so anyways um there's your little shout out loudcast uh housekeeping note anything else that's it. You don't want to tell anybody else to fuck off? No, just the just a maggot furball, whatever the fuck your fake name is. <laughs> 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 